What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. November 1st, 2023. I am Matt Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. It's uh, post-Halloween. Everyone's got their candy and sugar rush, so it's time to dig in and talk about everything. I'm very excited. Jeremy Lambert is here. It makes me a little less excited, but I like him anyway. He's here. How are you doing, Jeremy Lambert, this morning? Okay. Just okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Any Anything... Any cool happen to you this week? No. No? Nothing? Huh. Well, that's about time for us. The show was great. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Friday at 10 a.m. No, we got plenty to talk about today. Looking forward to today uh, at 11 a.m., so about an hour's time. Jock Sampson is going to be joining us, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Jock. So I'll give you a little backstory. I, I met Jock at Greektown Wrestling god it has to be almost five years ago now i've been watching him wrestle he's been in the business for god more than 15 years he is uh, coming up on retirement and this weekend at the iwc wrestling winner take all show uh in, in elizabeth pa he's going to be there saying his thank yous uh and he's had like a long retirement run going on but i've been lucky enough to uh to chat with him and watch him wrestle he's a throwback he's a really really good dude so 11 a.m jock's going to join us uh jeremy is going to get introduced to the king of the one night stand yeah that doesn't sound great no it's great that's what they call him the king of the one night stand he should settle down and find love and marriage. He does. He he's he's he very famously has a wife and child. Then I don't think he's the king of the one night stand. Jeremy, what happens on the road stays on the road. No, do you know nothing about how this this wrestling thing works? Are you trying to ruin this man's marriage? Nah, nah. I, I think I think it's one of those open secrets, right? That's how it goes in wrestling. Kind of sounds like you're trying to ruin his marriage by saying that he's doing these one night stands on the road, Joel. First of all, let's think about this logically. What's the first thing Kevin Nash said to any wrestler coming in? Don't bring your wife on the road. Blow me. (laughs) That's also true. I thought that's what Randy Orton says. No, put on a headset and blow me dick. What? Mike Goldberg. Famous UFC commentator tried out for WWE as well. Um, tried out for WWE, and I, I think WWE tried to steal him. This is when uh, Dana, you know, Vince tried to fuck Dana White. Oh shit! Oh damn it! 
Uh, sorry. Really? Three minutes in. It's fine. Denise did it to Sean on like on the Monday show. It, nothing happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is when, can I say it again? Or do I need to bleep I'd rather out? you don't. Okay, fine. All right. This is when Dana White claims Vince tried to F him is when uh, they tried to like steal Mike Goldberg. So, you know, Twitter's going to be Twitter. And uh, Twitter was basically getting on Mike Goldberg. This is when he's UFC. He's getting famous UFC commentator. And Twitter's just like, oh, Mike Goldberg sucks. Mike Goldberg's no good. Blah, 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 blah. And Mike Goldberg is like, my job is very hard. Uh, I'd like to see you try. Put on a headset and blow me dick was his tweet. (laughs) What what was the con- not the context? What was the tweet supposed to be? I think it was supposed to be like I'd like to see you try. You know, you put on the headset or you know, blow me, comma dick. Like you know, you try to do my job or you know, go f yourself, comma you're a dick like that. I think that's what he was trying to convey. Oh, but sure. blow me, dick is <laughs> famous Mike Goldberg lore for those of you who who possibly understood that reference. <laughs> When I said it, I'm it glad we like got to the nobody. <laughs> yeah, we got to the bottom of that reference. Now, nah, if if my 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 best friend in the world, Sam or Katie, oh, did I out? I use shoot name. I uh, use his shoot name on uh, Twitter. That's fine. Uh, if my best friend Sam is watching, which he's not, because he doesn't even know that he do, I do this show with you. Uh, he will get. He will pop for it. He will be the one. He will be the one. He will be the one, but you can be the one to leave a thumbs up on this video. Go ahead, do that right now. And of course, subscribe to us here, Fightful Overbooked. If you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? The Tag Talkers had a hell of a show on Monday. They were dressed up. They were going wild. They're having a good time. Uh, and of course, we have new episode of Bread Club that's up now over on Overbooked. And uh, Rob and Maggie, of course, are going to do their thing on Friday. Uh, I don't know if Indeed is on this week, but regardless, they they do a show. It is. Pretty sure it is. It is. Okay. Pretty sure Shuggy's on. Oh, that's right. They were promoting. Pay attention to this stuff, Joel Pearl. Now listen, if we had a calendar, I would know. But because we don't, I just... Remember I did do that? We did that for like a week? We did yeah. like the calendar gimmick? Yeah. It didn't really work. No, not at all. Yeah, no. Anyway, you can also leave a super chat. <laughs> you can get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, and of course, it supports us here at Fightful Overbook because we uh, like your support. Uh, I promise you, hi my, hi, my name is Ruin, the real Slim Ruin. Uh, it was not a UK ism. Mike Goldberg is is not British English. He he's just uh he's American and is despite being a commentator is not always the best with words. But he rules. Mike Goldberg, uh, his commentary is legendary in in UFC. Virtually identical. If you ever hear a virtually identical, Michael, they read like the stats and stuff, and then so it'll be like you know one fighter's like six five, another fighter's like. Six four, the fighters like two two. I guess they probably be heavyweights if they're that big. So they're it's like two oh uh two sixty against like two fifty five. And so he's like introducing the fighters, and he's like, and everything else is virtually identical because you know six four six five close enough, identical enough two two fifty five two sixty close enough, virtually identical. Mike Goldberg, the goat. Shout out to the legend. Could have been, could have been the commentator for WWE. Could have been. But we didn't do it. It would have been great, honestly. He would have been fit right in with WWE World until Vince yelled at him too much, and then it wouldn't have been good for him at all. But yeah, he would have, honestly, he would have fit in great. He would have. But you know what? Another time, another place. Instead, we got Pat McAfee. McAfee in his, in his daddy shark costume yesterday. 
Nah, McAfee was like, you know, McAfee was only a couple years ago. Goldberg, they tried to get him in like 2006 or something. So a little later than that, it was around. I think it was when they announced the Fox deal, like bef- just before that. For Goldberg, yeah, I thought so. Maybe I'm thinking mm. of DC. You're is thinking it, of Daniel Cormier. You're thinking yeah, of Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I'm thinking of Cormier. Okay. Yeah, so Mike yeah. Goldberg. They try. I'm gonna. Yeah, they try to get him a long, long, long time. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. This is, I was going to make a Moby Dick joke, but Louie just did it better than I could have. Call me British male. (laughs) Blow me dick. (laughs) That's the one I wanted to make. Louie, simpatico, I appreciate you. (laughs) Yes, Mike Mike Adamley is kind of who we got instead. They were like, yeah, just give me a mic. I don't care at this point. Yeah, any any mic will do. Uh, anyway, let's. Where, where should we start? I mean, typically we're supposed to do the TK stuff at the end of the show, but then yesterday he came out and said, "I have an announcement. Not just any announcement, Jeremy. An important announcement." Now we know I have the- an important announcement, Joel. Oh, do you? Yeah. What's the announcement? Can you stay past twelve o'clock today? Yes, I can. Very okay. famously so. All right, at twelve o'clock. I will open boxes. That's my answer. Oh, hell yeah. Can I also open a box? If you want, I don't care. You're part of the show, allegedly. Allegedly is right. An indiscriminate yeah. box will be opened at 12 noon. Two. I have two boxes. two boxes. Two boxes to open at 12 o'clock. That's wild. I'm excited yeah. for the box opening. I have my scissors. I'm going to scissor like the acclaimed. They're even purple. I mean, they're yeah. pink, but you know, like the acclaimed do pink, but you know. Yeah. Pink, purple, they run. We have together. purple. So, uh, yeah, the, the TK announcement. Do you want to save that for later then, or do you want to make that announcement? Do you want to talk about the announcement now? Because this is always fun. I'm going to be a downer, I think, on this. Because oh, it's not about being a downer. We know, Listen, I tweeted this out because you and I have talked about this very famously on the show. TK announcements go, we will hear from important, very important, and huge announcement. That is that's the level. We're on level two. Mm. For so what is the level two important announcement? I think it has to do something with charity because he mentions like the holiday season and that tweet. And they did this gimmick the other week where like in the middle of the show, they said, like, oh, Tony Khan has an important announcement. And it was the Toys for Tots announcement. It was just in the uh, in the middle of the show thing. I think that it's a it's a charity thing tonight. That that's where I'm going. So I don't. I'm not. My hopes, as as we say on the show, speculate. Don't don't expect. Like I, my expectations are not high. I don't think it's some big thing because it's an important announcement. And and the holiday season thing really makes me think. Like, oh, okay, he's gonna lean into like a charity thing here. So that's where I think it's going. I think it's something to do with charity. Okay. And do you think it'll have something to do with the charity announcement that they kind of made a few weeks ago? On Dynamite with the uh, the toys, was it Toys for Tots? Whatever it the- was, Toys for Tots. Yeah, they like they did that. They said they raised like a, a million, or I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but they they did something with that. I think it's just going to be kind of further further on that. Yeah, it was AW to donate a uh, million dollars in toys for Toys for Tots. That was October tenth. They made that announcement. I think it's going to be again something similar. Of I don't know if it's Toys for Tots. I don't know if it's some other type of charity thing that they're doing but i do think it is a a charity announcement uh for tonight 
will Ric Flair present the charity announcement? No. Well, I don't know. Last time we had a gift from Tony Khan, it was Ric Flair. So that was a gift, not an announcement. You know what the announcement should be? Well, go ahead, Joel. Do you have any thoughts on what this thing's going to be? No, I think you make a pretty good point. Uh, the the announcement about it being a holiday is it feels like that's going to be it. Unless he suddenly says, you know, oh, World's End pay-per-view. Tickets are going to be, you know, half price. But that's not useful for a, an entire television market. That's useful for a local market, a social media thing. Uh, but no, I don't I, I don't know what it is. But I think you you kind of have the right idea. It's level two. So it's not a huge announcement. It's an important announcement about the holiday. Oh, they're going to bring back, sorry, they're going to bring back the the TBS holiday Christmas Carol stuff again. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. Christmas story. They did that. We're going to do it again. That'd be sweet, actually. Yeah, let's do that. There you go. Easy peasy. Do do you have, you want to like further speculate? Do you have any jokes to get off here, Joel? I mean, listen, yesterday everyone was saying, oh, it's Jim Cornette's going to come on the show because Jeff Jarrett invited him on. And I was just kind of like, eh, uh, J- even Jim, I'm blocked by him on Twitter. But and he was, you know, he made a joke, joke about you know the tickets and stuff. Like, I, I genuinely think like Jeff Jarrett was being genuine about this of like, hey, Jim, like come to the show, come check it out, like see what it's all about type of thing. And then Jim just used it as like, Ha, need a I can't find a friend, need the two for one ticket deal or whatever nonsense they're gonna do. Like whatever. Yeah, they're just being whatever. They're doing what they're doing. But I do I like you, I agree. I think Jeff Jarrett sucks is the point I'm trying to make here. Well yes. But the uh the the yeah, Jeff Jarrett was trying to be sincere. I think it's part partly PR, partly just Jeff likes Jim. That's just the way it is because they've been they've known each other a very long time. Like we talked about with Sting and Rick, it's a the dynamic and the experience is different, therefore they're going to see each other differently and, and work differently together. The dynamic is different. Oh, Jeff was trying to be genuine and sincere and Jim Cornette used it to take a shot at AEW, which is Jim Cornette's whole brand. So we, we spent too much time on him. Move on. Yes. Uh, let's move on. What else could it be? Uh, Hulk Hogan. No, we're not going to do Hulk Hogan. Uh, I don't know who else it could be. It could just be something simple. <laughs> well, Cyclops is better than Wolverine says the announcement's going to be something TK could have said in a tweet, which honestly is pretty far for the course. Again, it's this meeting could have been an email uh, and that's fine. It, it like he's, he's promoting. And I always love when Tony does like this kind of promoter mode versus when you see him, this is always good. When you see him do a Jaguars tweet or a Fulham tweet, it's very like by the books, professional Tony, and then like unhinged wrestling Tony tweets are very different. Uh, so I just expect him to do the promotional thing, and it'll be something that, like Jeremy said, is not like a really nice thing, but it's not going to be a huge like, oh my god, changing the business type of announcement. You know what I hope the announcement is, Joel, because this would fall under the under the uh, umbrella of importance because this is an important announcement. I would like to know how Willow Nightingale is getting a title shot. Very That's, question. That would be very important to me because she lost this four-way match. So why is she getting a title shot? I've, I'm going to sound nitpicky here. That's fine. Whatever. She lost to Statlander in TBS title. She lost this four-way match, and it's like, ah, whatever. She gets a title shot. It's a cool match. No one's going to argue that, like, Sheeta and Willow won't go out there and have a great match, right? At what point, and maybe we've hit this point for some fans, 
I, I think for the majority of fans, for a lot of AEW fans anyway, they're still like, yeah, this is all justified. This is awesome chant for these cool matches and stuff. But at what point for those fans does it become like diminishing returns of like, here's this cool match with no real reason behind it? Because I'm not saying I'm at that point or I've been at that point, but we, you know, people who watch the show know we've questioned a lot of this stuff. I really like, yes, Willow and Sheeta is going to be great. I got no interest in it. And I hate saying that. I really hate saying that about a match that like should be good. And I know like I'm going to look at, I'm going to watch it. Like, yeah, that was a good match and everything. I got no real interest in it though. Like Willow's lost to, she lost to Statlander a couple weeks ago. She lost the the four-way match where you had to you win and you earn a title shot, and then the person who won that match lost her title shot, which is fine. That happens. But then why is Willow getting a shot when she lost that match? It throw anybody else out there or don't put the title on the line. Is it it is a title match, right? It I'm is not, a title match. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is. Yep. I didn't know if it was one of those weird like title eliminators that they like to do, which I'm still not like the biggest fan of, but whatever. At least it's better than just giving a title shot. Like, why can't Willow wrestle literally why can't Willow wrestle Anna J? And then she wins that match. And then she gets a title. Why does this have to be, hey, here's Sheeta wrestling Willow and the title is on the line, even though Willow just lost this four-way match. Like, it's lazy. It's on. It's lazy booking to me of, let's just do this match because our core fan base, which are going to watch anyway, are going to pop for it. And that's it. Like, you want people to care about these matches, but if you're just going to throw them out there kind of cold and watching a person we've seen lose over the past few weeks, it's kind of tough to care about them. Even though a lot of people like Willow, I like Willow. It's just tough for me to care when I've just seen her get beat and it's like, and she's probably going to get beat again. And so it's like, okay, cool. She just keeps losing. You're just going to give her another Willow hasn't won on AEW television. She's won some ROH matches on AEW television we're just talking to AEW. she has not won a singles match since august 23rd against robin renegade on collision she lost to julia hart julia hart kind of got her title shot off of that and she lost to chris statlander that's it she it's been over two months since she's won a singles match but here she is and she lost this four-way match the other week it's a cold, it's just, it's a cool, this is awesome match. That's, that's what AEW is, it's kind of become, it's been, but it's gotten way worse lately. It's the, this is awesome promote, justified, this is awesome match. First time ever on land. Uh, so I largely agree with what you're saying and, and our chat's kind of pushing back a little bit and I, and I will actually mention some of those because uh, there are some good points in there. This if it's if it had been a title eliminator match, then the idea of Willow losing and starting to lose a little bit more of that smile, the the whole miss thing and the eye thing, and you there's there's some storytelling that they're going to probably invoke with the Willow loss tonight. But you like you said, they don't need to use the title as a prop for this. You could have done Sheeta versus Willow. People would have enjoyed the match one on one. This is awesome, so on and so forth. And then the story would have been Willow loses. She's pissed off and she gets a little bit more upset because she's been losing and because she's dealing with the the effects of the eye, whatever they're whatever story they're telling with that. Uh instead of title match, and it is weird, if Willow would come out on on collision and won a squash match, 
you could at least play that up. Uh, someone in the chat, Weiss Olivo said she won the O and that's it. Yeah, like six months ago, you could have yeah, used They that. didn't do it. I, I've already done that whole thing because oh, yeah. they dropped the ball pretty immediately with the Owen stuff because, you know, Ricky won the Owen and they rarely mention it. Willow won it. They, they didn't make a big enough deal out of that. That should be a big thing for them. That should be like they're kind of king of the ring back when, you know, the king of the ring mattered. And I kind of thought that's what it was going to be. And they just, they never did enough with it. They had those title belts. What are those belts for? They're just displaying in the house. They should kind of show those things off a little bit more. You hear that, Jeff? Bring out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre belt. We want that defended. But uh, Weissel will say, considering his record, should Kenny shouldn't have had one either. So this is where I'll push back. The Kenny, this was a, a, a story motivated title shot for Kenny Omega, which is something that AEW is starting to get into because again, the, the rankings don't exist. They haven't since August of was it last year, 2022. So it's been yeah, it's been, it's been over a year. So with Kenny getting the shot, that was a, this is your last chance to maintain your record. This therefore, like they made something out of it. They told a good story with it, in my opinion. Wasn't perfect, but it was more motivated than Willow and Sheeta when, you know, Willow hasn't had the championship or even had a championship long enough to make a claim for any storyline reason. Kenny at least beat Kyle Fletcher in that singles match. Like at least he was coming off a win going into that thing. Like I'm not disagreeing that considering Kenny's record who lost. That's why I made the joke on Monday. Um, I'm like, oh, good for MJF. He beat Kenny. Now we can just stand behind Don Callis and do nothing. Because that's what they've done with Takeshka ever since he beat Kenny. Like, I'm not disagreeing that, yeah, Kenny, probably if you're looking at wins and losses, shouldn't have gotten it. It was story-related. MJF, you know, they was uh, break the record, become the longest reigning champion type of thing. I get that. But at least Kenny was coming off a of victory. At least he had the victory over Kyle Fletcher. Willow has not had a singles victory in over two months. Yeah. And again, if this had just been a title eliminator match, knowing that this is most likely going to move forward the Willow story, then this would have been okay. But instead it's a title match. And, uh, you know, as chats pointed out, there's only one women's match on the show per show. So this is what you get. It's a title match. And we're also, again, we're pushing towards Tony storm versus Sheeta. So that's the other thing. It's like, why are we, why does that matter? If, like, why does this title shot matter? Why Willow versus Tony Storm could happen, but probably not. Because, again, it's the weird thing. When you make a pay-per-view title match, it's hard to kind of get people thinking this is going to change. Last time I could think of something like this happening was five years ago when Survivor Series was around the corner. And they gave the title to Daniel Bryan at the time and did the 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 Bryan heel turn. Or no, was it AJ? They did that. They did AJ. They had AJ beat gender because Brock wasn't yeah. working with gender. Yeah, there was that. So it was around. So it was that that I'm thinking of. Brian was later. That was that was in the UK. They did a UK tour after that. And then Brian won because they did the Saudi show where Brian beat the Miz. Brian became number one contender. They go to the UK. They do the title match with AJ. And that's where Brian turns. And that's where it starts. But yes, it started with, with AJ beating gender. And that was the shock because they were doing title, not title versus title, but champ versus champ on Survivor Series. That was the last time where like something like that to me was like a big deal where they're suddenly changing the title match coming into a pay-per-view. So a few, a few things here. Shot down Spurs says, why is Miz getting IT, IC title shot? He lost to Snoop Dogg. 
and Jeff Feller driver duh, did Becky not have a bunch of random NXT matches against perennial losers? Two points. One, just because one company does it and it's stupid doesn't absolve the other company from doing it and be like, oh, let's accept it type of thing. It's dumb there too. I'm not saying it's not. Two, the difference to me in this in this scenario, she was just in a number one contendership four way. I don't care. I legitimately do not care if 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 uh, Sheeta is facing, I don't know who who's a friggin'. They only use like five women anyway, so like I can't even think of of anybody else. Which is Ruby Soho again? No, Ruby Soho lost. If if she faces Nyla Rose, am I like the most excited for a a Nyla Rose Sheeta match? No, not really, because I know who's gonna win. She just lost a number one contendership four way match. This is my point on this. She just lost his number one contendership for it makes that match seem meaningless. Abaddon had to win this match so they could get their title shot. And Willow was in this match and lost. It's like, ah, you still get a title shot. That's dumb. It's dumb. What was the point of that number one contendership match and winning that match? To and then it's just ah, Willow gets her title. Are they just gonna give Sky Blue the next title shot? Because hey, we need somebody to do Sky Blue. And Willow just lost a TBS title match as well. Like that's my whole point on this. Miz, you're going back to WrestleMania and losing to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg should get an IC title shot. That rule, he should win. He should beat Gunther. He should end that reign, if I'm honest about things. And Becky defending it against a, a bunch of you know perennial losers. It was open challenge stuff. If you want to say this is an open challenge thing, fine. Like They, they do that all the time in AEW. I'm just... Maybe I do hold AEW to a higher standard. I don't know. If you guys want to be mad at me for that, that's fine. Like, again, just because one company doesn't it, I don't accept it there either. I probably don't harp on it as much because it's stupid there as well. And honestly, I don't care as much about WWE. I actually care a little bit more about AEW. I just care about the banter. Chai Townsburg says, why are NXT talent not putting people over before joining the main roster? Creed's last night. Indy won the title. JD beat Dragon Lee. It's a bit weird. Um, I mean, they used to. <laughs> Things They changed it. Listen, Creed's, Creed's lost last night. Didn't they? No, they won. Sorry, they won. They beat uh, the, the Umberto's Garza on their way out. Indy won the title, then got injured. Uh, JD beating Dragon Lee. Man, I don't even remember that. It's a bit weird. Listen, there again, the booking isn't always great there either. <laughs> We're just going back and forth at this point. The ending, you know, let's just be all sour, sour in the weeds today. What do we call ending, it? And, Friday. Now we're going to call it Toxic Wednesday. Nah, sure. The ending to NXT sucked last night. All right, Trick Williams comes out, and Dragonov and uh, Melo have this great match, uh, as you expect from those guys. Um, and then you get the dumb distraction because Trick Williams comes out and Mello is like, oh man, I've seen a ghost. Or at least that's what Vic Joseph is saying on commentary. And then Mello, and then Mello loses and then Trick comes down and he picks up Mello and you're like, oh, is Mello the guy who attacked him? And then it cuts to the back with Baron Corbin beating up Dragunov. And he said, I told you to keep your head on it. So now we're going to get Corbin and Dragunov and... Who knows what happened with Trick and Mello? It's all terrible. I actually liked that, by the way. I'm not going to lie. I liked that finish. That's a cliffhanger. Joel Pearl 
that was NXT a lover, AEW hater, as always. Of course. I didn't love that they had Tiffany Stratton beat up Fallon Henley, and then nothing came of that. They just jumped to the back. But, like, yeah, like I, I, I like character-based wrestling. That's always been me. I've always liked a character telling stories in the ring and not just having matches for matches sake. And that's where my criticism comes of any company. That's why, like, I, again, when I watch Raw, I'll watch the first two and a half hours and then I'll decide if I want to watch the last half hour when I wake up the next morning on my day off. Let me tell you how in the judgment they brawl with a bunch of people. Just brawl for you. And that's and and that shit too. That's why we don't talk about it. <laughs> because it's just when it's the same thing over and over again, yeah, listen, it's not great. There's also 20 million hours of WWE programming on as well. So we're, we're we're the Judgment Day stuff. I'm done with. I'm ready for them to move past it once we get to Survivor Series, so that we can you know have whatever War Games five on five whatever get through it, get past it, move on. There's a holding period to get to this pay per view, and the holding period includes the the pay per view, the PLE that they're doing on Saturday in that place across the pond, and uh, not not in the UK, that a little bit further than that. So I uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that either. I'm not looking forward to the to the money. I'm not looking to the to them making that kind of money for that kind of a country. I'm not looking forward to the ongoing Judgment Day brawling with the same four or five people. That shit annoys the hell out of me too. But I feel like we're all rehashing that subject every week. Period. They got Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes on the pre-show of this PLE. That's so um, weird. Well, maybe one just wanted to get on the plane and get the hell out of there very soon. <laughs> Which one? Sammy? Both. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Sammy's been in the main event before. Sammy has said like he is fine. I mean, no, I know that. I'm I'm joking around that they want to get out of there. That he wants to get, and I don't think he actually wants to. Because again, when they went last time, and he came out and cut a promo, you know, speaking in Arabic, that was that was bonkers. People were not not that he that he spoke Arabic because we know that he does, but the fact that he had the crowd so invested and so into it that was cool i liked again i like that the the problem every time they go there it's the same conversation again it sucks what the fuck is going on over this been 30 minutes so i can do this it sucks what's going on over there um the the people who are physically there for the most part are people they are not part of the regime that causes all the shit that we don't like for the reasons they go there so it's it's this shitty like Good, good to see people have fun. Man, does it suck to see that the people are represented by complete psychopathic assholes. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to talk about that on Friday. We're gonna have to like preview that show in some capacity, aren't we? That'll be fun. I mean, we can literally just go down the card and say this is what we think will happen in that fact. There'll be enough people talking about it, I'm sure, because it's it's a pay per view, a ple, whatever you want to call it. That's just the way it is. It's a shame that there was no new NWA this week because that's what I was really looking forward to talking about. But all they did was a Sal win recap. Very disappointing. What is with these companies like doing recap shows on their first week back from a hot? Yeah, like, they got a back, but they're showing stuff from the UK. They're showing they're not showing the stuff from Fallout in Chicago. I'm very confused. 
it's it's kind of strange. It is it is a little bit strange. Like you would think you'd want to follow up your big pay per view with uh, more, uh, you know, first run content of like, hey, we're coming off this big show. Check out our next show, and it's like, oh well, our next show is just a recap of this big show, and then you kind of you're out of sight, out of mind for the week. Uh, imagine if they WWE should do that. Just take the week off. Like I would be very thankful if they did that just run wrestlemania clips on raw and smackdown like good just give everybody the week off remember the beginning of the pandemic when they started settling in and they'd show us like the royal rumble from that year in full (laughs) i'd be like oh first hour of raw out the door let's go yeah that was always good i was appreciative of those times get to take a nap during all that great oh man but yeah uh my soul thing it's gotta be a logistics thing in this for nwa like it could have been i don't know what their taping schedule is like i can tell you from impact they had stuff in the can that next night that should have been used to get to turning point which is this it's airing this friday they taped it on uh, yeah this friday they taped it last weekend uh but for some reason they decided to do the bound for glory clip show which honestly like that in nwa that's a very 80s thing to do like that's what you would do on like superstars or some WWF programming in the eighties coming out of a pay-per-view. It would just be clips or fallout or interviews, whatever. No, no real matches. So it's very strange that they're going back to that. Jeff Ellie driver asking if we have any insight on what happened to BTE. Um, I got jokes on what happened to BTE. The bucks got paid and we're like, we're good, baby. It's all good. Don't worry about us. I don't know. The, the book stuff is weird because like they're owed a tag title shot and they ain't really referenced. They're the six man, the ROH six man, uh, you know, they're the ROH six man champions with hangman. They're just kind of chilling as hangman's house gets broken into. Maybe they'll have some type of follow up for tonight. They got a couple more weeks before full gear, but they ain't really showing up on collision. Ricky and Big Bill are a collision act almost strictly at this point. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's up with, with that. It's it's a little strange that uh even beyond the BT stuff, like if you just watch the television stuff, it's a little weird that there's been no follow-up on their Wrestle Dream win and you know them getting that that title shot. So at some point they'll tie it together, I hope, I would assume. Yeah, we'll I mean if, they, if they're gonna do Big Bill and Ricky against the Young Bucks? Is that yeah. kind of what we're looking at for full I mean, gear? That, that's theoretically the match, but um, you know, they get it anytime they want. And it was never explicitly said it was full gear. Everyone just assumed full gear because that's in Los Angeles. And it's like, oh, of course the Bucks will get their title shot in Los Angeles. But that was never explicitly said that it was full gear. It could They could wait until World's End and have the match in, in New York if, if they so choose. So... You know, it could, you know, just show up on Saturday's collision and be like, hey, we win our match now with no build. And then people can argue, why would you give this match away with no build? The uh, the BTE stuff is strange to me. I remember there was one week where they the, the they were going to take the private plane to go to the show. And then the plane was missing a part. So they only barely made it. I don't know. There's something going on. This is the other side of it, though. If it's a, a, a new what's the word strategy for their releases, like releasing the content. They're probably going to do pretty well because they're releasing shorter form content in clips instead of one long 20 minute episode, which honestly they could do that and then split it up 
and they'd probably still make good money. If this is a, if this is a, um, if this is a, a content strategy for them, then like it's different. I personally, I usually scrub through BTE. I don't watch everything because there's a lot of not so funny stuff there. Ryan Nemeth looking at you, but like there's enough oh, wow. good stuff. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I don't need to watch Ryan Nemeth talk to his cat and then be on the lines of the pickets and be like, what do you think about wrestling? And then be like, yeah, it's fine, I guess. So, uh, except for that one week when Ben Berger was on, shout out Ben Berger. Uh, but yeah, other than that, BTE, I know Bob Spurgers. He, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like BTE is typically I'll watch it for like the, the elite stuff. And then maybe for like, what's his face uh, for, for our pals for the, uh, Oh my God, I'm thinking of ass eating. And I forgot the name of the, <laughs> the iron savages. <laughs> I had to think for a second. Uh, and then your, your screen froze in the most peculiar face. I love it. Oh my God, this is great. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so with me, BTL scrub through, um, and now they're going to do segment by segment, which honestly it does a couple things. If it's a, again, if it's a content strategy, you see what's actually drawing and what's actually entertaining dark order stuff usually does well. Uh, elite stuff does well. They showed the Okada wearing uh, re- repeated bits, right? Okada wearing the young bucks gear and all that stuff, short clips, but they do well because people like that kind of stuff. And then maybe that's them reassessing what BTE is or should be. I think they should. And someone said it, uh, they should communicate this. Like, yeah, I think they should probably at least let people know this because I don't watch BTE every single week. I, I get my recaps from Haley and Kylie cause, cause they watch it every single week and they, they recap all the lore and everything. But a lot of people do watch it every week and you should probably at least inform your audience a little bit of like, Hey, we're trying this out. We're trying to do this. We're seeing how it works or let it turn into a bit. If you got to like that, that'd be, that's fine. You know, everything's a bit, but yeah, they should probably do little something to, to let the audience know instead of cause there, I have seen like beyond Jeff Valley driver. Like I've seen people just online of like speculating and worrying of like, are they mailing it in? type of thing and i don't think that's a good message to have out there i don't know if it's true or not but you know one person says it and then it picks up steam and then it's like oh yeah the bucks just don't care anymore and could just be something of and maybe they're just a little banged up maybe something's going on and you ain't got to give away everything but i do think they look we're not owed anything in that so it's not like they they have to but I also think they know their fan base and they know how loyal their fan base is. And I think they are typically better about just kind of letting their fan base in if something is kind of going on with this sort of stuff and they are changing things up. So I don't know, whatever. I, I don't watch BTE and the, the, the shorter clips. I, I Speaking strictly from the television standpoint when it comes to the Young Bucks, this is where I'm definitely not owed anything. If something's going on, like you don't have to tell me what's happening here. I can only comment on what I've seen on television and what I've seen on television is them not really doing anything with the, the bucks follow up winning this tag team match at wrestle dream. Who gets the BTE championship? If it's over, who is the BTE champion? It's Sabian. Oh, okay. He just probably holds it forever. Good for him. Put You're a right. box on his head for two years. He deserves to keep that title. It is a courtesy, Wes Holbo. Like it's courtesy to the to the audience. Again, I don't think any of us fans are owed anything in that. But the people who have been watching for the entire time, it is it is a courtesy to that of like, hey, you know, this is what we're doing type of thing. And if it is a private matter, 
in. You can kind of say as much without saying everything. Of like, you know, we're this is we got stuff going on. You can say something as simple as that. You don't have to be fully open and transparent about everything, but you can you can say like, hey, you know, we're we got stuff going on. We're, we'll do full episodes when we're kind of back in the swing of things. Um, and like, I think I think fans not owed it, but it is a courtesy to them. I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and different fans, different wrestlers. It is what it is. I do hope that they're okay. I do hope that this is like. What I was saying, it's a content strategy thing, and that's all. I mean, they're wrestling. They were on the show last week. Yeah. Having a a alleged match against the Hardys and Brothers A. So they're still appearing. They're still doing it. Yeah. Again, maybe tonight they'll be like, we're going to call our shot, and we want the the tag titles at full gear. Maybe they will, or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll call it for World's End. Maybe they come out, or maybe they do a backstager where they're like, Brandon, are you filming, you dumbass? And that's just how we do it. Uh, they should do something with this. Like remind people that they won that match at Russell dream and have this title shot because they haven't done a great job uh, doing that. Lately. Shit. What if the bucks and Kenny or bucks and hangman are the, uh, the three, the three partners for MJF. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, you know, what I doubt do I know. That's fair. The Fightful Championship does get defended more often than the BTE title. That's That's right. not true at all. What are you talking about? That's not true at all. Jeff, where are they doing that match? I need to see it. By see it, uh, I mean never. Uh, and then Shytown Spurs sent us a super chat earlier. Joel, not going to lie, your promo on NXT was lacking. Listen, I'm trying to get my trees rerouted. I'm trying to get the band back together. I'm trying to figure it out. The, my grizzled young veterans went off and did their own thing. Okay. So now I have to go and reroute the tree with Boa and Dante Chen. They were in the background of a segment last night. I think they're going to. Yeah, I saw I saw them doing in the background. Big time wrestling. Where's this match at? Where's it taking place? Like big, what city? Big time, usually a Minnesota thing. Mm, I feel like that's kind of all over the place. I think they've done shows in New York. I think they've uh, done shows in uh, North Carolina. Like the North Carolina stuff, because that's where they got like Ricky and FTR, Ricky Ricky Steamboat and FTR. Um, I don't read our website. Are you kidding me? Their header literally says started off in New England, now traveling worldwide. Yeah. There <laughs> that's you go. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is, yeah, so it's going to be, you said Riddle and Oh, it's in Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, shit. I'm going to go to this. <laughs> that's where, oh, that's where the, um, this has got me fired up more than anything. That's where uh, the Bret Bret Hart meet and greet was that I took the wife to for our anniversary. Are you going to take her to the Matt Riddle meet and greet? I'm I'm sending this to her now. She's working today. I'm sending this to her now. I want to get her reaction. All right. So there I'm saying, (laughs) telling her it's in chill coffee. That's about a three hour drive for me. Um, Tickets are pretty, uh, pretty good. I mean, I suspect it'll be like relatively, you know, inexpensive type of thing. Um, yeah, I would. I'm gonna try to go to this thing. The cavalcade of legends. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. This sounds awful. Who else is here? At least it'll happen. Kurt Angle is there. Uh, he's gonna be there. R- RVD and Matt Riddle are the big kind of headliners. And I guess they're facing each other in a match as well. Sounds 
awful. <laughs> Glacier is going to be there. Oh, I want to interview Glacier so bad. There it is. Just ask Amanda J questions for about 20 minutes. Sandman is going to be there. Shark Boy. We tried to get him on our show. Didn't happen. Oh, that was sad. We tried to get Man. a lot of TNA originals. Yeah. They don't like us. People aren't responding to messages, unfortunately. Um, there's some people. There's some people, but Matt Riddle against Rob Van Dam is the main event. I, it's not till March. I legitimately am gonna. Chillicothe is like such in the middle of nowhere. I assume it's at the same place the Bret Hart thing was. I don't even remember. I mean, it's got to be. There's like one friggin' venue in that whole town. It's in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, which Ohio in and of itself is in the middle of in nowhere. The middle of- yeah, so what a place to hold this match. <laughs> they should have they're not it. even going like weed's not even legal in Ohio. What are we doing? Like should have done why, it in like Colorado and just been like we've never yeah. been higher and just had a good time with it. Yeah, it's so it's so uh it's so weird that this is where they're gonna go uh for this for this match. I was going to say do it in Canada, but I'm pretty sure one of the people involved can't get into the country anyway. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Whoops. Anyway. All right. So that's happening. I just love it. I know you made reference to this. I love how Jeff's like, it's on your website. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) I saw somebody posted in the, the, the staff chat that they were doing the article on it. I didn't know it was done first off. And I can't like, I didn't know if the venue was actually like announced. I figured it was, I just didn't know if it was just like, Hey, we're just going to run this match. We'll announce a venue at a later date. Man, the fact that it's in Ohio. Ohio, for some reason, is way too much of a hotbed for wrestling. I don't get it. Because, like, Ohio sucks. <laughs> I don't know why, like, company... I guess it's the John Moxley effect, maybe. Moxley just brings all the good wrestling to Ohio. So, Jock Sampson's going to be on the show in about 12, 13, 14, 15 minutes. Uh the reason why I'm mentioning this now is because the IWC show winner take all that's happening in Elizabeth PA this Saturday, uh, they're going to have, I think it's Commander versus El Hio de la Kingo. And Tony last night announced that on rampage, they're going to do a Lucha del Dia de los Muertos match with, uh, Vikingo commander. And of course, Penta. So there you go. Tying it all together for everyone. The people in the main event at the IWC show are also going to be on rampage this week. Good job, Joel. Thank you. I'm really good at this. Dead air. So what do you want to talk about? You're really good at this, Joel. You know, set up the next the next bit here. Drew and Seth, do you want to talk about that right now or do you want to wait? Are we just going to burn through both of our head thumbnail we, topics here? No, we don't have to. We can keep talking about Raw, the other stuff. I mean, Miz is maybe turning babyface. Yeah, that's weird. I <laughs> See, I don't, think, I don't think Miz is a bad babyface. Mind you, like the problem is one, he's just better as a heel. And two, remember he did the feud with Shane McMahon where he was an over baby face. And then they jobbed them out to Shane for no real reason. And it's like, why are we getting behind this dude? He's just going to lose the Gunther and it's just going to be, yeah, what's, what's the point of him as a baby face? Like Miz is good enough to where he can get the crowd. He gets the crowd to cheer him as a, as a heel because he just gets, he's very good at call and response stuff. And he can do the same thing as a baby face. People don't, I don't know if people like understand that like Miz is, yes, he's a good heel, but it's, 
any call and response. MJF is doing this, and this is why I don't think it's an insult to say MJF is is Miz Light. He's better than that, by the way. Uh, but when people are like, "Oh, you're just a copycat of the Miz," like there's nothing wrong with that. Like the call and response is what wrestling has been about for ages now, and Miz is very good at that. And you can do that as a babyface or a heel. So Miz is going to do a lot of the same shtick as a babyface. And it's going to work just the same as a heel because the crowd is, because he's just good at that particular thing. Will they bring back Maurice for this? I mean, if they want him to get booed, maybe I'd boo that. I boo that man. When I see him walking out with Maurice, like, ah, this friggin' jerk. Bring out Maurice and then bring out Ginny. And then we'll have the new members of Imperium be Ginny. Who? Ginny. The former, the former NXT UK superstar. Ginny. Why does she fit in here? Ginny is is Gunter's wife. Oh, I thought you were talking about in like Mrs. No, Marjo. You bring out Marjo, and then I'm all in on babyface Miz. What about George? Do you bring back George Mazanin? Hell is yeah, this, you do. This is how we get Miz and Mrs. season, whatever it is. You bring out the entire cast, and then they beat Gunter, take the record, and the entire season is like everything except for this moment. Yeah, you bring out you bring out Mr. Miz, and he beats Gunther. That's where we should go with all of this. Oh, George beats Gunther. Yeah. He squares up. He would just... Like an NPC, he's, he's going to get you. He's going to beat your ass. Dude, Mr. Miz would fuck up Gunther. I don't care what anybody says. Are you kidding me? Square up like that? What's Gunther going to do? He ain't getting through that guard. Mr. Miz, he got that good guard. He tried to chop him. Bam! Block right there. Got the Philly shell going. Pop, pop. Get him. What about the powerbomb? Is he going get, to get, be able to lift him up? No, he's not going to get his hands on him. Mr. Miz is going to knock him out immediately. Again, Gunther's going to try to come in. Philly shell. Bam! Uppercut him. Mr. Miz has got them hands, dude. You don't want to fuck with him. It's true. I don't know why every time I do a show... The Miz or his family end up winning big maiden event matches. Because Miz rules and people need to recognize that. That's true, though. Apparently, I was told he's not a good wrestler. It's really dumb. These, uh, you know, it always swings one way or the other. I think people think Miz gets hated on way more than he actually does. Because most of people are like, the Miz is so underrated. Like, I don't think anybody underrates the Miz. Like, I don't see that. At all. No one really underrates him. It's just like, yeah, Miz is like there. And then it's like, oh, Miz is great. Miz is underrated. Like, no one really buries the Miz. They just either don't care about him or it, or they think that everyone hates on him. But no one like actually like, hey, maybe there's a couple of people, but like no one like really hates him. It's just like, yeah, it's the Miz. He's been around for two decades now and he's he's at where he's at. Like, okay, that's, that's what it is. That's where we're going with him is he's very good. Like he's very good in the WWE universe of things. He came out and he was like, I'm a first ballot hall of famer. I don't think there were people who really like deny that. Or if they do, they just haven't really been paying attention. Cause again, main event at WrestleMania has won the WWE t- title. He'll be wears in the hall of fame. Yeah, okay? exactly. Like- <laughs> Hillbilly Jim's still giving a speech. You know, that's how he got his new legends contract is because it's, they wanted him to finish the speech. So they said, Hey, 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 Sign this and you're done. And he's like, okay, and that's it. So yeah, anyone's in that t- in in that Hall of Fame. Miz oh. is taking it seriously. He might even be the guy who headlines it. 
apparently people think there are people who think Miz is boring and a terrible wrestler. Look, I don't follow those people, or if I do, I don't pay attention to them. I pay attention to a lot of stuff on Twitter, if I'm being honest. But anything I see of Miz is it's like, oh, Miz is so underrated, or it's just like cracking jokes. It's like, all right, sure. Like he's very good at the role that he has. Again, that's what I'm saying. He can play babyface or heel. He's very good at the call and response stuff. He's he's very very good at it. He's very good in the WWE system. How would he do outside of that? I know you guys got the the jokes about like the Miz G one stuff. Like I don't know if he's great at that, but he's very good in the WWE system, and that's why he's survived in that system for as long as he has. That's why he's given the opportunities that he's had. That's why he does all the media that he's had. That's why he's had the career that he's had because he's very good at that stuff. Miz is that guy that, again, if he, for some reason, one day were to be released, I don't think he would, I think he'd just call it a career and go do something in, like, in sports or go back and be on a celebrity challenge or something. He just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave wrestling, or sorry, he wouldn't stay in the wrestling sphere. He would stick around WWE and that's it. That's just the way it feels with Miz. Yeah. That's fine. And, and again, some people are, are built for that and other people are built to go and run around like at a match, right? Can go anywhere and be huge stars and appear on the show every single week. Where's where's all the Adam Copeland been? I miss you, Adam. Adam, I miss you on television. You were showing up every week and now you've just been gone. Where you been, buddy? The girls had a dance recital, so he had to be there. Uh fair listen you want to be you want to be a good parent i understand it so you go and you let the girls have a dance recital now i do i do like that they've, they've let that adam copeland stuff breathe a little bit i i suspect he'll be back this week and definitely next week to be the partner for sting and darby um but i do like that they i guess maybe realized or maybe i don't know who made the call of like yeah maybe you showing up on every single show ain't the best idea and we can like let you let you cool off for a little bit and bring you back like i do think that was a, a smart decision because him being there every week especially the story they were trying to tell which i'm not even sure what the story is of him like being dumb and him trying to like nuke storylines that have been going on by doing his own shit like it wasn't it wasn't hit with me that's for sure that's fair but yeah we'll see i i think i think adam will be back like you said, this this coming Wednesday. Um, someone in the chat had mentioned earlier about the huge announcement. What if it's Mariah May? <laughs> and I, she, you put the tease. It's an important announcement, though. Like, is, I mean, Mariah May is important, but... Level two. Is she level two important out of four levels, or is she... See, I feel like important is not new wrestler signing. I think that's typically huge or big or whatever. Like, important strikes to me is it's like an AEW slash the fan importance type of thing. And that's why I'm still thinking it's just like a charity. Um, I think Mariah may like that teaser. She posted yesterday. There was very much portrait of a wrestler, you know, there was like, Oh wait, Tony storm portrait of a star. What's going on here. And there's been enough uh, rumor out there about Mariah may and Tony storm linking up. So I think that could just be, she just appears on the show and that's it. Like, I don't think that's the announcement type of thing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And and if, honestly, if that is how they're going to bring her in, I'd be fine with that. Or even have her at full gear show up, you know, before or after the, uh, the women's title match 
that would be that'd be good. TK has announced signings. He's brought people out on the stage in the middle of pay-per-views to have them sign contracts. He did it yeah. for a string. Jay Lethal, uh, Swerve, Christian Cage, Mark Henry. Mark Henry, Paul White. Paul White was, yeah, that was another one. Yeah. They did it for a string, but yeah, it's been a while. They, nowadays, they just show up. And like that, to me, that's a little more organic. I understood why Tony would do it back then because the, the vision was a little bit different with AEW. Now it's just... There it's also, go. a lot of that stuff was during the pandemic too. Like... So it's like you didn't really have a crowd to sort of pop with a random show up. You wanted to kind of pop more just the uh, pop more the television audience and and get them to tune in because you weren't really selling tickets. So, you you know, you didn't need to pop that crowd. You needed to pop the pay-per-view. And so by saying, like, we got a big signing that we're going to reveal, like, like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this pay-per-view to see the the big signing. So, yeah, different different times in, in a lot of ways for AW. Yeah, exactly. So the the Mariah May thing, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was an interesting idea. I just feel like Jeremy and I have been saying it, it's more more likely to be something different as the announcement for, for Tony, something more maybe charity related. And also on the Mariah May front, if she is on her way to AEW, then the idea of her being aligned with Tony Storm or even maligned with Tony Storm, maybe there's maybe they're going to go, you know, opposite each other. That's another option you have. It would be nice to see that kind of play in with that that vignette that she put up there. So that'll be fun. Raya May should face Sheeta tonight instead of Willow and win the title on her first night. My God, we're just booking the territory. Yeah, that's I'm what ready I'm to going book. with. I'm ready to book the territory. You think our guest is ready to uh, to book the territory with us? If he is, he can give me a thumbs up. Oh, let's go. I'm excited. Jeremy, I've seen this man wrestle at Greektown Wrestling for years now very 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 happy to welcome him as he starts to wind down on his career or maybe not it's wrestling we'll see uh folks <laughs> looking forward to this uh he's gonna be at iwc wrestling winner take all this saturday november 4th at the court time sports center in elizabeth pa the one and only king of the one night stand joins us now jock samson hello sir how are you Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I, you know, I'm just learning how to do technology here. I don't know if you can hear me or not, or uh, like I'm, I am the worst human being on the face of the earth when it comes to technology. Oh, that's okay. Like uh, it, it's not a gimmick. I really am a country ass little, uh, you know, uh, little guy here. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even own a home. I don't even own a computer. I'm doing this on my telephone. Most can you hear? Do. Yeah, most people do. Can you hear us? Okay, Jock. Yeah, I hear you guys. Okay. Great. You guys right. look yeah. good. Looking good. Looking good. All right, right we're, we're all good then. So, so let's talk about it. You're you're getting to the end of things. You're getting to your your wrestling career. Uh, you're going to be at IWC Wrestling. You're going to be, I guess, taking your your final bow. How does it feel to be at that stage in your career so many years later? Oh man. Um, so my my 18th year would have started last um it would have started the 30th so whatever that was a couple of days ago on Sunday and you know I said from day 1 oh, I just want to get about 10 years in and then I'll find, you know whatever happens happens and then you know happened to be 18 years now since my first match 1100 and this Saturday it will be 1171 um, and you know, there's, there's a part of me that is 
and it's a big part of me that's that's relieved. And I've got a cat that's going to be coming up here on the screen here in a second. Perfect. He just he just wants to get he, he he's a son of a he's a there he is. That's Melvin. Okay. He's a nosy little butt. Hang on a sec. Oh, I can't tell my life story without a cat cat's butthole. <laughs> no, but there's part of me that's really excited that I'm going to get to do a lot of stuff that I've yet to been able to do in the uh, last whatever seven, 18 years. You know, I have a nine year old daughter um, that I'm going to get to spend a lot more time with. And, and that's very important to me. And I'm sad, but <clears throat> more so I'm excited about this next chapter of my life. Get out of here, boy. You know him. Saying I'm always about you. Nah. <laughs> but uh, I- I'm really excited about it, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss my friends, but I'll still come back and visit. Um, you know, I know my wife, she's kind of nervous about the whole thing because she's used to me being gone, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now I'm going to be stuck up her ass and I don't know how she's going to take that. You know, she's probably going to tell me, get the hell out of the house, and go do something, go to the moose club and, and drink a little bit, go bowling, you know, which hell that's not a bad thing, but uh, yeah, I got a lot of sports to watch. So I got a lot of sports to watch. I'm a big sports fan. I would yeah, jump in, into that. So, okay. You're from, I know from Ohio as well. I see the Ohio uh, shirt hoodie uh, that they yep. got going on. Uh, OSU. Yeah. Um, the Ohio state university, um, big Buckeye fan, a big Ohio Bobcat fan where I'm where, where AJ we let uh, went to college. It's about 10 minutes from my house uh, where OU is, but it, it's a buck. It's a Buckeye state, man. It, it's all about Ohio state football. Uh, you know, next year I have I have a pact with a real close friend of mine that we're going to go to one home game and one away game at Ohio State every year, and I go to as many OU football games that I possibly can. Uh, I'm a big Reds fan. Okay. So I'm I'm a longtime suffering Reds fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm from Ohio as well. I I just moved here a couple years ago. I guess three years ago now. Jeez. Um, I'm long not not super long time. Reds fan, but since the days of uh, since the days of uh, Johnny Cueto and Araldus Chapman, who are still around uh, in in the league, but yeah. not on the Reds anymore. Um, yes, I, I'm with you on to red suffering and all that. Yeah, all that fun stuff. yeah. I got to see him win the World Series in 1990. Okay, see, I have not and uh, that was that was I was 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> But when your team wins a championship when you're a kid, it's more special. Yeah, I don't know. It might be unless you're like if you were a 95 year old Cubs fan. I guess when they won the World Series, that might have been pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's special regardless. Like my my hockey yeah. team, which is the only team I've seen win a title. They won it when I was younger, when I was like 12. They won they won it, and then they won it just uh, not this past year, but the year before. So a little bit older as well. So 20 years between championships. No special both times, honestly. Well, I know it's not the Blue Jackets, so we'll just leave it at that. Not the Blue Jackets. It is the uh, Colorado <laughs> Avalanche is my, my hockey team. <laughs> Joe Sackett. There you go. Yeah, I went to the <laughs> I went to the Blue Jackets and Avs game uh, the year that they won the, the Cup uh, two years ago, and the Blue Jackets beat them, and I was very sad. But, you know, it, did all, it all ended 
individual yeah. for you. Joel, we're going to talk sports this whole time, so you better jump in here with a wrestling question. I mean, well, no, let's talk about AJ Olaf because you've had a chance to work with him in the ring, and you know he's a, a very well-known, you mentioned Bobcat, and also he is a, a Toronto Argonauts uh, running yeah. back. So let's talk about it. Do you got a chance to work in the ring and, and potentially even train him a little bit? What was the experience like uh, working with a, with a pro footballer in the ring? Well, you know, when you get a guy who's a professional athlete, you know, that takes his craft very seriously, um, it, it was it was really easy. It, it, I mean, honestly, I think it was such an easy trans, uh, translation from, from pro football to pro wrestling for him because he, you know, he's the number one running back in the CFL. Like, I think he has a chance to have a, a career after his pro football days, pro football days. Um, the dude, dude's a great dude, great human being, you know, works. I mean, you think about this. He was a walk-on and you guys know what a walk-on is up, uh, you know, up in Canada. Okay. All right. I I wasn't real sure, you know, uh, the American lingo, American football, but the dude never got a scholarship offer. He walked on at Ohio university. He fought, tooth and nail earned a scholarship and you know so he he went there and started for four years as a walk-on at ohio university for the legendary frank solich then he 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 go tries to get in the nfl and they this giving the typical you know you're you know we can't do nothing with you because you're you know you're a small time running back and and uh you know so he goes up to cfl and he's proven everybody wrong like he's got a thousand yards rushing this year. He's a two-time all-star in the CFL. I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised that if an NFL team wouldn't come a calling. I'm sorry, Toronto Argonauts fans. Um, and I know the and he'll be, he has a chance to be a, a fullback in the NFL. You know, if someone there, there's not many teams that needs fullbacks, but there's few that would. And I tell you right now, he would make a great fullback. He would play. He would play safety if they would let him, as long as he could get you know on the field. But uh, wonderful team guy. From when I was talking to a lot of his teammates, they just thank the world of him. That's Thor. They've been calling him Thor, Redneck Thor. I could see that actually. Having <laughs> yeah. The dude's wide as hell, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably five foot seven and about as wide as a as a Buick. So I mean he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. We, I had a chance to to chat with him uh when he when he did the tag match with you at Greektown a few months back. And uh I just remember looking at him just being like, Oh, you're you're I'm a little bit taller than you, but like, man, you're you're a refrigerator of a man. Like he's a yeah. We barely fit into frame together, so that was fun. Um, let's talk about your your you're a throwback wrestler. You said so much in the uh, promoter the, the stuff that, that IWC Wrestling's putting together about you. The package. How would how did you find your foot being that throwback guy for so many years? Well, you know, I grew up watching 80s, 70s, and eighties wrestling. Um, my my favorite wrestler is Hulk Hogan. You know, I mean, that didn't get more 1980s than that. Um, it just, that's the style. Like a lot of guys, it, it's the style. You, you do the style that you like, that you grew up watching. Like, you know, you can tell a lot of the guys today are watching a lot of the modern wrestlers because they're flying around the ring and, and my ass ain't flying. 
<laughs> keep my feet on the ground. I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to work with the crowd. Um, you know, my generation coming up, it was all about crowd participation without um, saying, hey, come do this with me. You know, we were taught crowd participation, but you're working the crowd. You get paid to work the crowd. Crowd doesn't work you. So I think that and it also works to my benefit with everybody flying around the ring and me being me, you know. I stand out because everyone's, you know, everybody, if everyone's screaming and you're talking, you're going to stand out. If everyone's running, then you should walk. So it's good that I was different. It's weird that the throwback, you know, what's, let me put it this way. What is uh, old is new. So, and they're not used to seeing you could put a poll up right now and say, is Andre the Giant a top 10 greatest wrestler? And, and they, they would all vote him no because they never got to see him. And that would piss me off something fierce when I would, would read that. It would piss me something off fierce. You know, people tell me that Hawk Hogan ain't a great wrestler. And I'm like, well, he drew 93,000 people. That tells me he's a great professional wrestler, whether he could wrestle or not. But it's good that... Uh, you know, that everyone's doing their thing and I'm out there doing mine and I'm showing people that the older ways could work in the newer days. You, somebody you've wrestled a lot uh, recently, kind of got a little bit of rival rivalry with in uh, IWC, Cole Carter. Uh, mm-hmm. How, how punchable is that man's face? <laughs> the fact that he is pretty and he doesn't know why. <laughs> I mean, you can't, uh, like, I've never seen a human being, like, you, you ever seen the movie Airheads? Yes, it's been yeah. a while, but yeah. Okay, you know the drummer Pip, played by Adam Sandler? Yep. Ain't got a clue why women are attracted to him, but they just are. <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. I mean, he was born with a, a great ability. He was born with a great physique, a great face. Um, but yeah, it's a punchable face. I mean... But truth be truth be told, like the kid's the future of the business, and he's more like me than he is like a lot of the newer generation. Like he, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he does that I did at a younger age. Granted, I ain't never jumped off the top rope like like he does, but but there's a lot of stuff that he does that I would have done 18 years ago. So. The kid's the future of the business. Uh, there ain't no doubt about that. And if he was smart, he'd stay away from Justin Plummer. <laughs> I know in, in AEW, he's working uh, a little bit with uh, Luther, um, Japanese death math legend Luther. And uh, Luther has spoken highly of him as well. So getting, getting kind of some, some old school training from from you guys, which is uh, good to see. And on top of that, the kid went to church with my father-in-law. It's the strangest, weirdest place in in little hillbilly West Virginia. When he first came up, we really had, we really got along pretty well because we had a lot of things in common. Like we're both small town kids. I mean, he's from literally Sissonville, West Virginia, where they made that Buck Wild MTV show. You ever seen that show, Buck Wild? That's where that town, he knows all those people. That's where he grew up. 
Sissonville, West Virginia. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and and my father-in-law hated the fact that people thought that the people of Pocatalico and Sissonville, West Virginia, were like that. Cole, Cole just kind of he's like, well, that is what it is. I mean, but yeah, he went the he went to church with my father-in-law. This little church down, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the church, but I just know he did. You know, so it, it, small world. So speaking of uh, punchable faces, you had a very fun rivalry with one RJ City, and I find it very interesting that you're talking about you know the differences of someone flying around in the ring and how you were standing out and being different. RJ is very similar to your breed, very character driven, very talky talk and not, you know, he's not a flipper flyer either. So let's talk about RJ city working with him for as long as you did. Oh, wow. You know, as long as we've worked together, we've probably had two matches to like against each other. One time he was the crowd favorite, which is odd up there. And the other time was with, you know, where I'm the crowd favorite. Um, you couldn't have two people more unalike personally you know he he leaves a big city guy and i'm i'm a hick but when it comes to our styles um we're storytellers we we tell the same stories in the ring you know uh, except i don't read but i like to, i like a good story uh, but rj i'm sure he reads the book and he also likes a good story but it, it just worked you know and wrestling styles do make fights and you have a lot of styles that you know walk all over each other but just some reason you know as oil and water as we are personally and personality wise but we just mesh together and it's one of my favorite matches i think i've ever had is where when when uh, i can't i think it was about christmas time right before covid like 19 and we just had this great match and they were ready to boo him and they were finally ready to cheer me, which was kind of odd because, you know, when I came to Toronto, basically my shtick isn't a very likable shtick. So, and they, 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 they went and started cheering me, which was very odd and, and it had to be the right guy. And RJ city was the right guy to, make sure the crowd starts uh appreciating me i was just i went into my google photos and you nailed it i i have photos from that match against rj city and the mm -hmm. crowd was going nuts and it was i was actually looking for the photo of you gifting a cowboy hat to him. oh yeah yeah actually that hat i still what's that did did either y'all keep that hat i have it you have it it's my lawnmower <laughs> it's my mowing hat <laughs> <laughs> Like it's still so a, a fan named Joe Hagan and I believe he's a ring announcer now. He uh I saw that they had cowboy hat night, which it's it's more like an Australian hat. Ain't no damn cowboy hat. But it, it was cool. So I said, God, I, I said online, I said, Man, that's a cool hat, and he brought it to that show. So I said, That's an Argonauts A right there on the hat. And uh yeah, that was yeah, that was right after I had my belly licked by a fan. Which was kind of the, the most oddest thing that ever, ever happened to me. And there's videos some places, and probably on my damn TikTok, 
but she she licked my belly and i get in the ring and i look at rj and i go damn that was that was kind of awkward why did why did she lick your belly are you just Uh, walking to the ring and she decided to you know when you're walking around a big city like like toronto ontario and you got this big hillbilly walking around you kind of stand out and some women just like grown ass men you know that work for you know that, that that have calluses on their hands and shit so it just I, I look different. It's like it's my story of my life. I am different than everybody else. And I stand out because I'm loud, I'm boisterous, you know, I don't look like somebody who uh, a woman would want to lick a belly, but she wanted to lick my belly. Are you Hold on, he's going to hate me for this, but this is here's RJ. <laughs> oh boy. There's there's the hat, there's the combo right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a picture somewhere of me sitting on a lawnmower with a cigar in my mouth, and I'm, and I've got that hat on my head. Fantastic. I still wear it. Uh, you were you were Mister One Night Stand, but you were king also of, king of the one night stand. King of the one night stand. Apologies, but yeah, also sir. married with with, with uh, at least one ch- child that you have mentioned. Uh, how does that this- I know of? That I know of. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, as the honky tonk man once said, what happens on the road stays on the road. I, I, I guess I got to give you credit then, Joel. That, that was the answer you gave. I'm what trying not you? to get your marriage in trouble here is all. That well, is, you know. I don't know. But, you know, my wife is actually deaf. And I swear, you know, swear to God. But so I tell her all the time. I just not my problem that she hears it or not. Good God. And, oh. and she would think that would be funny because, I, you know, to be honest, I, I got the moniker because, and the one part about me getting out of the business that I'm relieved is I can, you know, uh, Jock Sampson is Jock Sampson. Yeah. And, and it's very close. It's, it's me. There ain't no hiding it except I wear glasses and I don't always walk around in a cowboy hat and, but it's pretty close to, to what my to what I am as a as a person. But I, I spent a lot of time with Missy Hyatt. And she's the one that actually gave me that moniker. And she started putting it online and started calling me the king of the one night stand. And we were having a great time going back and forth on Twitter where she where I was swinging by her house all the time and you know, giving her a giving her a quick picker upper. And uh she she's the one who really put that on 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 the line. And when the moment she said that, I was like, "Well, I'm taking that." And I put it on the back of the jacket, and and uh, I've had a lot of fun with this moniker, you know. So excuse me, my air fryer is going off. Don't have to rush. You hear that in the background? Best thing ever invented. What are you, what are you okay? Yeah. What are you making? I have just chicken in there right now. Oh, that sounds chicken good. and baked potatoes. Oh, let's oh, go. That's a good. Where are you at in Ohio? Am I depending on where you're at? I can be over in like 20 minutes. I'm I'm in the be- I'm in the, the Appalachian part of Ohio, in beautiful southeastern Ohio, about an hour from the Hocken Hills. Okay, I'm in Akron, so that's I know. I know, Akron. I know all about Akron. I know about I'm I, you know I know about Akron. I know yeah. about LeBron City. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know I'm I'm right near the the Promise School and and all that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm a two hour, two hour and twenty minute drive from you. All right, so see, we we'll get the, get the chicken going. Come yeah, up there, right, we'll have right. some some chicken and some drinks, and we'll have a great old time. 
We can do that, buddy. We can do that. <laughs> I like how I'm just inviting myself over for like dinner and drinks and stuff. <laughs> well, hey, brother, if, if you want to drink and have a good time, I'm the guy. I'm the guy to meet. I, I, I respect it. I respect it. All the Ohio people we have on this show are great. Um, Ohio is uh, it's the greatest. State. It's the greatest state in the history of the world. It's it's better than any any other place. It's the greatest place. I would never want to live anywhere else. I hate Florida. It, it's hot and it stinks. Texas sucks. Texas is overrated. It sucks. You know, California, New York, it's Ohio. The state of Michigan, I would like to see it just leave the United States. Fair. I mean, honestly, same with Florida. Florida, you can bury all day, and, and I'm with you on it. The you know the great Bugs Bunny clip of him just cutting off Florida from the entire mm-hmm. United States. That's that's probably what should. What should I could there. probably spend time and just talk shit on everybody's state, and then I could spend a whole hour talking about how probably longer than that about how great Ohio is. <laughs> Josh, before we get you out of here, I asked you this question once in an interview, but I got to ask it again because this is it. This is this is the last stand for the king of the one night stand. Weirdest yeah. match you've ever wrestled? Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, we're going back now. <laughs> Man, I got 1,100, 1,171 matches. Well, stand out. Man. So I had a match. I, I, I got about maybe three I can, I can think of. I had a match with Space Monkey in Marietta, Ohio, where everybody brought bananas. And they threw everybody threw bananas at me. And there was probably about 400 bananas there. And I mean, there's video. I got to find a video somewhere. And they were throwing bananas everywhere at me. Um, I had a match outside during a rainstorm, which caused a wreck in Charleston, West Virginia. We it was some downtown. It was it was AEW the day of AEW's very first show. So somebody wanted to put a wrestling show on. It was I think it was ten one whatever it was, but their first AEW show was in Charleston, West Virginia. So we have the match and people are driving by and it's pouring freaking rain during my match. And we just hear. So everyone stops and looks. So what I do is I grab the guy Levi Everett and I, and I go out there and I start fighting next to the car, the right next to the wreck because everyone went looking at us. So I was like, well, I need to go where everyone's looking. So we took it out there and then, Oh man. I had a blindfold match with Sonny Kiss at Greek Town. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Well, I know this one, but go ahead. I need to hear oh. this from your mouth. <laughs> well, the whole story of it was is I had to wear a blindfold because Sonny's ass made me want to risk everything. <laughs> so I couldn't go out there with, with, with and seeing Sonny's ass, so I had to wrestle on a blindfold. And, yeah, and I'm just – we're just walking around. We got someone with the ability of Sunny Kiss and a match with basically my kind of match wandering around. So it turned out to be pretty good, you know, because I, I always thought that uh, Jake Roberts and Rick Martell at WrestleMania was actually a very good match and very entertaining match. So, so a lot of it stole a lot from that. Jock, you've had a hell of a career. I want to say thank you because every time I've seen you, not only have you been very generous with your time and very generous with your, your storytelling, uh, but uh, hell of a career, hell of a 
entertaining time. Thank you. Thanks, man. IWC Wrestling, winner takes all. This Saturday, November 4th, at Court Time Sports Center in Elizabeth, PA. Uh, Jock's going to be there. He's going to do his thing. Jock, do you want to set that up real quick? Tell him what you're doing and what's going on at the show. Um, so I got my last match uh, against a young kid named Kanan Christopher. And uh, the kid's going to be good one day, but he's he's stuck with Justin Plummer, the owner of IWC. So he's not a very good person. He cost me my career because the stipulation was if I lost, I was done. And a guy named O'Ryan who came in as a commissioner, he made a deal and said, well, you, you, you get one more match, a farewell match, and it's going to be 11-4. Uh, the people at IWC made three parts of a, of a very nice tribute video. They had me basically sit here, and I didn't realize they'd show me the way I look. And they put it out there, and the third one's coming out Thursday, I believe. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bittersweet. Kind of, I I wouldn't say bitter because you can't be bitter about leaving the business when you've had a good you've had a good career. I mean, I've had a, I felt like I've had a really good career. A lot of people, you know, when you meet me and you see me wrestle, you a lot of times people don't know how to take me because I'm not like everybody else. I'm not what you'd expect. You know, I've got a beer gut. I'm hairy. I'm loud, I'm boisterous, and uh, they never know what to, you know, how, how, to, how to take me. Like wrestling promoters, when they meet me, they ain't got a clue how to use me. And I know how to use my, I know how to, I know how to do it. So if they would, it takes a little bit to, to earn their trust. And the fact that I've had my last two matches in, in two of my favorite towns, which Elizabeth is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and basically, and in, and in Greektown, because I just, Absolutely. My favorite place on earth is, is Greek town that I've ever wrestled at. You know, I've had offers to wrestle all over Canada and I just said, can't I wrestle for Greek town? You know, it's my favorite place. You want to see me wrestle in Canada? You got to come to Greek town. But the fact that my last two matches are going to be on fight TV and I got to go out my way, <clears throat> you know, I got to, Got to do some pretty goddamn cool things, man. Sorry for using that language, but I've had a lot of good times, man. I mean, uh, you know, I've got to wrestle guys that I got to grow up watching, man. You know, like, I know I bring up the honky-tonk, man, but I got Hacksaw. You know, I've been around Jerry Lawler, who's one of my favorites. Uh, I've got to work some really cool people, man, and got to meet a lot of cool people. So. I'm not uh, – I'm sad that I, I don't get to see my friends. I think I've done everything that I possibly could do in this business. So it's my turn at 44 years old is to step away and let these young kids go out there and do their thing. Because sometimes there ain't nothing worse than an old guy just hanging on, you know, too long. And, and, and it's not to say that I may come back and do – if someone needs a match – you know, I, it, give me some time, but I may do come do one match maybe once or twice a year. But the good thing is I don't have to do it because I'm not locked in and required to be anywhere. So it's not like I'm, you know, I won't be back. I'll be back at Greek Town to visit uh, at least once a year in summertime when my kid's in, out of school and I could take her up there and show her the place and my family's going to be there with me this weekend. My mother's going with me, my wife, my daughter, we were going up Friday night 
making a big deal. Of course, I got to get up early because Ohio State plays at noon and I got to play in Rutgers. So I got to get my priorities straight. So we're going to watch it at noon and a few of the guys are coming over by the hotel and we're going to have a bunch of drinks beforehand. And and it's it's going to be it's going to be a sad day, but I'm just sad that I won't get to see my friends as much as I, I, I have. And I, I miss the fans because honestly, I wouldn't be jack shit if it wasn't for them. You know, they they took to this big fat piece of shit with all this charisma, like like you know they took to man. I, I appreciate that, Doc. Thank you. You're- thank you, Jack. Thank you for joining us on the the show today. Thank you for the the career that yeah, that you've had and the the moments and matches and memories. And um, I don't know if I'm frozen. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, good luck with with everything this weekend. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Thank you all. Um, keep in touch. And uh, maybe I'll see you all around. It's popping in my head at a show. Hell yeah. I'll I'll I'm going to pop over to your house and have some chicken and drinks. Come on. We'll have a bunch of chicken and drinks, buddy. Ch- chicken and waffles, baby. Oh, we'll I'm all about that. And I'll see you in the summertime in Toronto when it's actually nice out. Good on you, not yeah. in the wintertime, because you know better. Well, shit, I know about the Canadian winters, boy. Yep. Yeah, I'm coming up in the summer. Yeah, come around when it's nice outside. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jock, thank you so much for joining us. And, and again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jock. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Have a good one. You too. The one, the only, Jock Sampson. It was great. I just, Always I, love a, a good good Ohio boy yeah. joining the show. Good. I, I've i known, like I said, I've known Jock for, for a few years now through Greektown Wrestling and and every time there's, I always get something new out of him. Some, something, some new story, some new experience. And, uh, this, this definitely didn't disappoint. I was, I was very happy to have him on and very happy to have him share, uh, at least part of his story. So go, go support what he's been doing. There's tons of his matches on the internet. He's a throwback. He said it himself. He's, he's different. First time I saw him, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then myself and Tim, who people remember from, from Joel and Tim days, you know, we were like, it was just enamored by this guy like just loved what he was doing he was he was doing a trump 2020 thing he really he was doing the trump 2020 gimmick in in canada and of course that gets heat uh up here at least and um people were like this uh, this dude like he sucks but also he rules because he's doing character um and yeah every time we'd see him he was just always always nice always smiling always having a good time so uh again looking forward to to what jock does next whatever that is if he comes back and does a couple matches here and there still good but i look forward to seeing him you're gonna go have lunch with him yeah i just invited myself over <laughs> for for dinner because well, you say you're in ohio like uh, ohio is a pretty big state uh you know it takes a while to get to to some places i don't know exactly where he was but he's about two hours away so that's closer than this matt riddle rvd match i've talked myself into going to so very maybe i'll meet him up there yeah there you go you two should go together to that match uh, I, I would not want to drag him to that, uh, against his will. If he does not want to go, <laughs> some of the names on there are people he's worked with. So maybe he wants to, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Anyway, a good chat. I was glad that we were able to bring on jock. Uh, hopefully y'all go, go find some of his stuff. Um, the only thing I didn't get to ask him was about his theme song He has a Ronnie Millsap song called uh, stranger in my house. And it's a, it, it's not your typical wrestling theme. Go go look it up and, and listen to it and it's it's just a good a good country music song, but uh, I want to talk to him about that. But instead, we got some good some good stories about matches he's had. It was very fun. That was a, it was a good good fun interview. Good job, good job, Joel Farrell. 
my God, I did it again. Let's talk about uh, the last thing on our list before we do an actual Dynamite preview. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Drew McIntyre segment from Monday Night Raw. Goes to the PC, talks about how he won the title during the pandemic, the loneliest time ever, and how he's basically been forgotten about in the annals of WWE championship winning history. Uh, I, I, I like that they actually drew attention to the pandemic era because most people would not. Vince very, very clearly did not ever want to reference Thunderdome or show faces on screens or empty chairs in the arena. I like that they went back to this. I like that they've been honest. And I like that Drew has an axe to grind and showing these shades of gray. And I know that Robert O'Neill would tweet out the the shades of gray tweet every time uh, someone would talk about it. But like this is one time where the shades of gray analogy actually works for a character i wanted to get your thoughts not only on the promo but as we move into drew versus seth rollins for the world heavyweight title uh next saturday or this saturday uh what do you think of the segment and then of course we're going to talk about seth's rebuttal uh, as well on raw so we talked about this a, a couple of i guess it's probably monday show actually of uh, you know sometimes people just they can be good people but also be mad at good people i think drew is justified in, in what he is saying and how he is feeling. He has reason to feel the way he is feeling about things. You know, Drew talked about in interviews and stuff of he got his moment in front of nobody. It wasn't even a Thunderdome WrestleMania for him. That man got that moment in front of no one. The PC WrestleMania, the most forgettable WrestleMania of all time. The only thing we got out of that, out of that PC WrestleMania was the fact that they realized we can do this shit two nights and like people are still kind of into it. And we got some cinematic matches. Like, look, some fine stuff came out of that, but it certainly wasn't the matches we saw in the ring. It was Undertaker's last match, Firefly Funhouse, two night stuff. That was it. Nobody remembers the, the, and especially a Drew and Brock match, which was what it was and was always going to be this way. People might forget that Drew and Paul White Big Show was the actual the Easter egg main event of that WrestleMania. Like that was the the main event. Like I get why Drew was feeling that way. I think it was a fantastic video segment of like and you know then he's like Clash the Castle was supposed to be my moment. Bloodline took that from me. His moments have been taken from him. He has he's completely justified in the way he is feeling about this stuff i think it's been good good work from WWE production and good work from drew in, in setting this up because the the knock i thought nakamura outshined rollins in the build-up to their feud and i'm gonna get to seth rollins i i guess i can go ahead and get into it now um i thought nakamura outshined rollins in their feud i thought rollins rebuttal was fantastic him coming out there and be like, yeah, look, it sucked. You lost your woman stuff. You know what? That shit sucked for everybody. We were all at home, not one, you know, wondering when we were going to be able to leave our house. We were all at home wondering the next time we were going to see our relatives. And some of us didn't get to see our relatives again because they passed away during, during the pandemic. So yeah, it, it, that did suck for you, Drew, that you didn't get, get your moment, but it didn't suck for just you. It sucked for the entire country, the entire world going through this so this little woe is me story like i ain't i ain't feeling it as much as you are this is a case of two men feeling justified in their thoughts feelings actions emotions and it's up to you 
of of who you're going to side with. Eh, it's fine. You know, somebody says Drew sounds like a whiny little baby. Look, that's how you feel. Sure. Like, that's how that's how you're supposed to feel is is yeah how you feel is how you're supposed to feel in the confines of the character's presentation yes like, and there's no right way by the way to feel because that's going to whatever the feeling is or the writing is is like how you're going to navigate your feelings this is this is when i think wrestling is kind of at its best is when you have guys who feel justified in their actions and, and feel like they are in the right and they're trying to do everything they can to convey the, the old Jericho thing where, where Jericho was dressing up as the, the suit gimmick and telling Shawn Michaels, you know, like you did all of this, 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 this. Jericho always thought he was right, but he did it in such a dickish way that you hated Chris Jericho. So Chris Jericho thinks he's right, but he's just kind of a dick about it. Drew McIntyre thinks he's right, but he's kind of going about it in a dickish way. He's kind of feel looking at it from a selfish perspective. And so they feel, Pete, you're going to feel how you feel about it. And Seth Rollins thinks he's right. He's looking at it more of a big picture. But maybe you, you're looking at Seth and you're like, but maybe you should be a little bit more sympathetic to Drew. You know, Seth, like you're the guy who has always said, I want a main event WrestleMania. I want a main event WrestleMania. That's the one thing I haven't checked off my bucket list. Well, Drew got to main event WrestleMania, but he got it in front of nobody. How would Seth feel if his big WrestleMania moment finally came he finally got his main event and it happened in front of nobody seth would probably feel a lot like drew feels i would have to imagine i mean i have to ask seth seth come on our show i'll ask you see how you feel about things but you know like they feel justified in their thoughts feeling emotions actions and it's up to you of who you're going to side with and i imagine most people are going to side with seth because he is more of the baby face presentation here but I, i think it's great what they're doing i'm really looking forward to the match on saturday um the match itself was probably already going to be good it's a it's a it's a justified this is awesome match and now like but you're getting great investment into this match which is the point of professional wrestling yeah yeah and i, I agree I, I agree with you um one of the more interesting things that will happen is how do we how will we feel about either character after the match ends in other words if drew wins and he wins the title seth says i'm gonna i'll be the first person to shake your hand just like i did in 2020 when he won the title if if seth retains and if let's say it's a clean finish no no schmaz no judgment day no nothing no damien priest just one two three clean as a sheet if drew loses is drew just more upset does he take it out on seth does drew just walk out looking dejected and that's it like what's the is there more of an interesting character beat for either man coming out of the match is really, that's really my question. I, you know, we'll have to see how the match plays out. I imagine it'll be a clean finish. Um, but maybe priest comes down, teases the cash in, throws off Seth, throws off drew. And then we will see, you know, if drew gets upset after that feels cost again, like I would have won if priest didn't come down and then we get, you know, drew against the judgment day type of thing or drew joins and it's part of the survivor series war games team that we all think is kind of getting set set up here so we'll have to see what the the finish fully is but whatever the finish is again however these guys are going to feel about how the finish plays out will probably be justified my imagine is priest comes down and teases the cash in drew feels he gets screwed again because seth wins and then he's mad at 
you know, and then you get the story. So then you're looking at Survivor Series being Cody, Jay, Seth, Drew against. And where, then where does Sammy fit in to, to that story? I mean, so if that, it's five on five, you add Sammy. Okay, but then where's Judgment Day? Who are they adding? Because right now you got Finn, Dominic, JD, Damien. And so they Chris, would need a fifth. They would need a fifth. Uh, Jimmy? Mm, maybe. Maybe you add on Jimmy loan. there. Have him on loan. Or they, yeah. or they say, no, JD, we want Solo. And JD gets all pissy about it. And it doesn't do anything, but he's just, you know, JD is just like, oh, fine, type of thing. Someone maybe. Else, he says Goldberg. <laughs> always um yeah you you could maybe add that or you know maybe seth is not part of the the judge even though he feels very much part of the judgment day stuff um if if there's no roman reigns it would make sense to at least have some sort of world title match to replace it so maybe you do take seth out and you have him versus i don't know who you can do again maybe you do drew again Maybe there is a messy finish that leads to Seth versus Drew too. But I'd rather have Drew in the chamber in the the War Games match like you were just kind of alluding to. I think there's some directions here, you know, which direction they they choose is going to be up to them, I assume, don't know fully, that they have this kind of mapped out a little bit. Um but you know, we'll we'll see where where they end up going. The finish could we could just be talking ourselves into a finish that actually doesn't happen and the yep. finish just could be seth wins clean and then drew's got no complaint and then drew's gotta figure out what the fuck he's doing next because uh you know the this contract situation is also out there it's not out there on television but it's out there behind the scenes that he ain't resigned yet and you know, i i'd imagine they don't want to really put the title on him until that's kind of hammered out just in case um not that i think drew's gonna do bad business or anything I, I think drew is uh okay more uh more professional than, than that um but it, you still you still kind of worry about that of like yeah maybe we don't trust this guy to hold the title when we don't have him signed to a new deal just yet um so yeah maybe it's just a seth wins clean drew just has to figure things out and takes time away until the contract does get hammered out then he comes back and he can feud with gunther again when was the last time WWE's run a an openly like this guy is th- their their contract is coming up? There was Punk back in 2011. Yeah, have they done anything as blatant with like the contract is coming up and in real life like they are nearing the end of their contract or at least it's part of the story? Have we seen that in a while where it's been you know close to reality? Even if they've resigned, have we seen that? Um. I'm trying to remember. My brain doesn't work that well. Also, there's like, that's like 50 or not 15. That's like 10 years plus of stories that we're trying to go through from punk. Yeah. So I can't think of anything, but I, if someone in the chat suddenly has something like say it, cause I, I, I wouldn't hate them bringing that around, not in the same way as they did with punk, but like having it add to the story where drew can be like, Oh, f- screw this. Like I'm, I'm done. My contract's almost someone or even someone says you're, you're soft because your contracts come and do, and you're just riding it out till the end. Nakamura, you just want to go surfing, whatever it is. There's something in there that maybe they could play on or maybe not. It's just, it's been a long time. And I think that would be an interesting character beat to add. I think drew if the contract situation wasn't 
hanging there. I think Drew should win on Saturday. But because of that, I'm a little bit more skeptical that it's going to happen. It's because I, I don't know if they want to risk that. Again, I don't think Drew is going to be unprofessional. But but like even if he's not going to be a professional, if the contract doesn't get hammered out, you know he's going to drop that pretty quickly. Like it would feel like a transitional thing for him. And I don't think it should be for him. I think it should be kind of a more like, yeah, he's going to hold the title for a little bit, maybe all the way till Mania. Um, I, I think Drew should win though. I kind of, I thought that like, I thought he, you know, he should have, everyone thought he was going to have his moment against Lashley at the WrestleMania after the pandemic. And then he lost, which was, you know, people were very surprised by that. I'm not saying like Drew deserves this moment or anything because you know, what is, what is deserves in professional wrestling. But as someone who has followed a lot of Drew McIntyre, listen to a lot of Drew McIntyre. I really do. And I don't know if Saudi Arabia is the place to really do it, but like, I want him to have this moment. Like I do. I, I just, I want him to have this title victory in front of an audience. And that's why you can run it back in Chicago and have him get the win there. Maybe a cheat again. This is, I, this is what I like about the Drew McIntyre story right now is that, you know, you mentioned the, the, uh, Sorry, the, the the WrestleMania loss to Bobby Lashley. And then he, he also brought up, Drew did, the loss to Roman Reigns in Wales when everyone had pegged him to be winning the title. And everyone was like, hometown, this is it. Not everyone, but like there were a lot of people who were like, no, no, I know. It's going to happen. And then he didn't do it. And, and that was a big moment again for people wanting Drew to have that moment because I, I see in the chat, they're like, we have the one dude who's just like harping on hating Drew. Fine, that's cool. It's all good. But it's like, even in front of a crowd, they said uh, Brock, uh, Drew and Brock would be as memorable as it is now. And I disagree because the thing with Drew was that people were emotionally invested in the Drew McIntyre story. In the fact that he had left WWE, got fired. He had rebuilt himself, became a whole new dude. You combine, you look at 2012 Drew McIntyre and 2016 Drew McIntyre when he came back to NXT, they're, they're drastically different people. There was a rise and ascent and just a feeling that people had about Drew that made them want to see him win. There, I don't know, and I can't understand why, because he doesn't look like the typical dude. He's not Joe Everyman. He's 6'6". He's jacked. He just, he, he's an athlete. And most times you look at an athlete, you're like, yeah, he's fine. He's going to, he'll win everything. He's going to get the, the perfect partner and the perfect family and all this stuff. But people got invested in Drew. And I think that's really what I'm getting at is people continue to get invested in Drew, but Drew keeps not winning for one reason or another. And the one time he gets the win, nobody's there. In fact, they have to show him celebrating on the couch with his wife and his cats. And you feel so friggin' bad for him because we had nothing else. He reached to the screen yeah, so he could exactly. touch the people. Right. So he could feel and connected. And then he became a, a Zoom champion called himself Big Mac on Zoom. Thank God for that. And he would have these great interview segments. He'd be on the bump every week. We got to know that that background, that stone gray wallpaper background very, very well for Drew McIntyre. Dude got COVID and it was still the champion. Like he, he went through a lot in that time. To all these media calls, I heard the friggin' I wanted to say, hey, all you cool cats and kittens because Tiger King was a thing and I would 
put my thumb up and then thumb down and to hear the reaction. It was so immediate. The, the technology was so good. I get it, True, I've heard this story. You just told the story two interviews ago and then one interview ago. Get I, I I've heard Drew McIntyre's story so often. The 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 piece they did on Raw with the Performance Center and that that whole video package, like that was really good though. If people who have not heard Drew McIntyre's story, because they haven't highlighted it as much on television, certainly not to the way they did it uh in that video package. Um yeah, I think it hopefully hit with a lot of people and the Clash of the Castle thing is always very interesting to me because Drew, they did such a good job, but Drew did such a good job of selling that. I don't think anybody thought Drew was winning that match. Like when they announced Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, like I don't think anybody's like, oh yeah, Drew's going to be the guy to do, to do, uh, in this Roman Reigns title reign here. It's going to be Drew. I don't think anybody really thought that because Drew was kind of cold when that match was announced drew was cold coming out of the pandemic i think the pandemic unfortunately hurt drew a lot because he was all over the television and was carrying the flag for the company but there was no audience reaction and so everything felt cold coming out of that and the television wasn't the best during the pandemic obviously um so he felt very cold coming out of that he felt cold in that match was announced and they did a great job telling that story leading up to clash the castle a fantastic fantastic job drew and roman roman's part of that as well to where like when he came out it's like man because they did that big video package for him the crowd was going crazy they brought back broken dreams and everything like everyone was going crazy for this like i was even sold when he came out i was like this feels like you got to call an audible and put the belt on drew here because when that was match was announced, even the day of the show, I was like, "Yeah, Drew's got a lot of momentum, but they ain't they ain't putting the belt on Drew here. They're just not. They're not going to do it." But it felt like they almost missed an opportunity to do it, and of course they didn't. Which you know that was the debut of Solo and everything. But they did a good job of just selling Drew leading up to all of that, and they're doing it again. Drew is very good at just kind of getting himself over whether it's babyface or a heel. And it's certainly since he's been back in WWE, like the run up to WrestleMania, which unfortunately happened like the rumble when he eliminated Brock, Brock made him look like a million bucks on that elimination. He won the rumble. Like he was the right call to win that rumble. He was the right call to beat Brock at WrestleMania. It just didn't come off as a big deal because well, COVID. nobody there to see it. Yeah. It's true, and I'm thinking back to that. That that rumble was so different, right? That was the the half half of it was Lesnar, and then the other half was the Drew story. And they they had told that that particular rumble story very well. Uh, that was also the Edge return that nobody saw <laughs> the, the spear. <laughs> well, that's because they, you know, people were there for it. Yeah, 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 people were there. That was the that was the the. The last big four show that WWE put on before the pandemic, and yeah. I, and again, I've said this before. Like I, I remember so vividly watching just the the no the the PC SmackDown, the first one when they had the empty chairs and everything. And I was in, I was in, I was in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, middle of nowhere. Okay. And we had just checked into our Airbnb. It was a Friday night. I was on tour with the band and I just remember sitting down and be like, I got to watch this guy. It's like, I, I, I promise you, like, I, I won't take long. I just have to watch this. 
and they all sat down with me. The band was not wrestling fans. They were not wrestling fans. They were like, just, just as like drawn in as I was, there was nobody in the room except for the wrestlers. And they were just trying to be entertaining at a time when it was like, Oh shit, we can't do anything that we had planned for the foreseeable future. And we don't know how long, but uh, yeah, they, 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 they tried. They certainly did their best, but drew and the rest got screwed because that wrestlemania was you can't remember much you remember seth uh, not seth you remember kevin owens coming off of the sign through the table on on seth rollins that's about it for in in the actual venue match moments and big show (laughs) charlotte hashtag bow down she won she of course she won that was that was a big match Hey, but again, and that was the other one. I remember where... Montez. I remember Montez when Bianca. I actually remember a lot from this WrestleMania because uh, you know I just I remember the the stuff that should be memorable. I remember Montez ready to ready to go when Bianca came out. Bless that man. True, that's true. They should have just had the wrestlers. Uh, whatever. They, that was a different time. I just remember watching that and like Kabuki Warriors opening up against uh, who was it? against uh, Bliss Cross. Yeah. That was a that was a women's tag team title match. There was a lot of really interesting stuff at that point that just got totally screwed. They they showed like Rhea Ripley go into to the stadium with her family and then being like, "Well, never mind." <laughs> LOL, JK. And <laughs> had wrestled Randy for eighty minutes. Oh, I sadly remember that thing. Oh, was, I remember gotten a great meme being... out of that. We got the. Sean and Brian Alvarez being like, this sucks. It needs to stop. And then the same timeline, people retweeting Ryan sat and be like, this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> I remember being so like sold that they were going to have this good match. Cause there were two veterans, two smart guys who uh, knew how to work this match. And then we got that. And I was just like, Oh man, what are we doing? What are we doing? The greatest wrestling match ever. That match was actually like not bad. Like if you go back and, and rewatch the the greatest wrestling match, like it's not bad. Obviously, not the greatest match ever, but like it's it's not that bad. That WrestleMania match was ooh, that was rough. Oh no, no they they did it they did it again. <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash was the greatest wrestling match greatest. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the, just the actual bad. WrestleMania match was bad. Yeah, that the WrestleMania match was them going all around the building yeah. like on top of the truck and everything. I remember that very vividly. But yeah, the WrestleMania Backlash match was when they got really... Um, they, they they did the love letter to wrestling stuff, but they also got like in the ring with the camera, which was yeah. something that they weren't doing a lot of at the beginning of the pandemic. So there were, again, there were certain things that like... They've done this now more with like NXT. They started putting uh, a cameraman in the ring at certain times. I don't love those shots. I don't. But like the pandemic produced some of that and those opportunities to to make a different presentation to your wrestling. So some of it was good. And most of it was just like what it was. <laughs> we went off on a tangent about that, but I am looking forward to the Drew and Seth match. I think there's a lot of, a lot of investment there and a lot of just very interested parties as to what happens not necessarily in the match, but what's going to happen afterwards. And I think you and I just kind of had a, had a good chat about why, why it's been good and also why it has the potential to get even better coming out of it. So looking forward to that. It's gonna we'll be see. We'll see what they do on Saturday. Afternoon wrestling, baby. 
I'm for it. I, I prefer the afternoon wrestling. I don't have to stay up as late. I got other things to do on Saturday night, like sleep. I'm going to end up watching that show sporadically. That's the one thing. I used to love afternoon wrestling, and I still do. But because the kid's home, you know, and I'm taking care of him most of the, the weekends, I got to – I can't watch it live. Or I can Vodka. just watch it on my phone while I'm out. Vodka? Okay. Vodka. Give the kid I'll watch it for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vodka. Carol Baskin should be the GM. Remember her? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Speaking of AEW Dynamite, Joel, tonight, oh. 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TBS from the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. We love yeah. KFC. We do. We have a tremendous lineup for our, for our viewing audience, for our AEW fans, all the great AEW fans out there. It's an AEW international title match as Orange Cassidy defends the title against Claudio Castagnoli. Claudio Castagnoli is looking for revenge against Orange Cassidy, because Orange Cassidy may have broken Brian Danielson's orbital bone. Claudio does not care if it was Orange Cassidy or Kazuchika Okada who broke Brian Danielson's orbital bone. He is looking for revenge regardless. Claudio pinned Orange Cassidy last week in the big dream match tag team match on AEW Dynamite. Now he has a shot to pin Orange Cassidy again. And if he does pin Orange Cassidy, he will win the AEW International Championship. That goes down live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, AEW Dynamite. We also have a Women's World Championship match. Akara Shida takes on Willow Nightingale. Even though Willow Nightingale lost in the TBS title match against Chris Statlander and lost in the four-way number one contenders match, she's going to get this match because you know why, Joel? Because Akara Shida demanded it. Akara Shida demanded she face stiff competition going into AEW full gear. Tony Storm is not the one facing the competition. It is Akara Shida facing all the competition going into full gear. Because Tony Storm is trying to steal the spotlight. And Hikaru Shida, she wants it known that she is the fighting champion. She is the person everybody should be talking about on AEW Dynamite. And she wants to face the best that AEW has to offer in the women's division. And tonight on AEW Dynamite, TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern, the best AEW has to offer is Willow Nightingale, who lost her last singles match against Chris Statlander and lost in the four-way between Anna Jay, Abaddon, and Sky Blue. But it's still the best that AEW has to offer in the women's division. Willow Nightingale against Akara Shida for the AEW Women's World Championship. We also have a great tag team match as the Golden Jets are reunited. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. They're going to take on 2.0, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, formerly of the Jericho Appreciation Society. They no longer appreciate Chris Jericho, and they're going to be opposite of Chris Jericho tonight on AEW Dynamite because Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are going to team once again. It's a great opportunity for our fans to see two legends in wrestling, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, team up. 8 p.m. Eastern, AW Dynamite, TBS. Watch the Golden Jets in action against 2.0. Plus, we have the Bullet Club Gold. Golden Jets, Bullet Club Gold, two, two title matches. The titles are gold. It's AW Dynamite Gold Edition. Look at this. I just, na- I just branded this show for them. Tony, throw me some cash, baby. AW Dynamite Gold. I'm branding your shows, Tony. To, 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 to Tony, Tony. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has, has entered the chat. Um, Jarrett's been pitching for Dynamite Gold for a long time. I'm sure he has. That's okay. Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, the Guns. They're going to take on MJF and three partners of his choosing. Who will MJF choose? He certainly has no shortage of options. Samoa Joe has offered his services as long as he gets a title shot. Kenny Omega seemed to be very proud of... Hey, look, it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is going to be teaming with Kenny Omega tonight, AW Dynamite, TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern. Not Fox Sports 1, 8 p.m. Eastern. On Why Friday are we night. talking about this? 
when Doja Cat won, she beat Taylor Swift. Did they fight? These these press conference questions about Taylor Swift. People, wah, 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 wah. I think that's dumb. You should be asking about Doja Cat. I don't. The new the new why hasn't Velveteen Dream got fired is why hasn't Doja Cat got hired? Well, you that's what I want to know. Sure. They got Powerline and Doja Cat back to back. Someone want to ask it on the media call before full gear? I wish. Listen, now was this from WWE? Yeah, sure. But you know what? AEW just matched that this week in the form of Doja Cat. So that's okay. I'm fine. I, we're eating good here. Here you go, Joel. Oh, thank the Lord. I, I don't know my wallet with me to put it in, but okay. For your troubles. Thank you. For, for your troubles. I go through a lot of trouble to do this show. Do you see who I co-host with? Then I'll they'll call you broke on Twitter and walk it back. It's, it's what, you know. Some people of them do these days. So <laughs> people do these days. Uh, <laughs> look at this. I'm, I'm up here getting super chats. Definitely not you. We're in a great era of wrestling in parentheses, Doja Cat videos. AEW has high octane action with colorful characters. Yes, Chandra, I guess you could say they painted the town red. Raw has well-written stories and characters. Yes, like the demon. Uh, rewarding you for paying attention, lending unpredictability to the matches. Well, Doja Cat is certainly unpredictable. That's for sure. I'm sorry, where did you get that stack of money again? I'm on a few payrolls, okay? All right, just making sure. It's well, very why? impressive. Where... People still paying cash in 2023. Listen. I don't trust these these establishments. I don't trust these banks. And it's definitely not play money for a money gun that I bought for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Which are surprisingly affordable, by the way. Oh, really? Are they? I think money like guns are, bucks. you know, yeah. pretty affordable. I love that Jeremy does actually know how much a money gun costs. Very cheaply made. Okay, I got kids who enjoyed these kind of toys. Man, Sean, are you excited for AW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TV? Going. So, what does that tell you? It's in Louisville. Why aren't you going? I don't want to go. No No. offense. I, I enjoy wrestling a lot more from the comfort of my own home. Sean, uh, I, how I, much how much are you going to pay me to go cover this Matt Riddle and RVD match in Chillicothe, Ohio? My uncle lives in Chillicothe, Ohio. Really? Uh, I've wrestled in Chillicothe, Ohio multiple <laughs> times, both shoot and work. Uh, this, actually, you know what? It's not Chillicothe. I, I won that medal in Pickerington, Pickerington, Ohio. Okay. But I won another one in Chillicothe, Ohio. So I'm very familiar with Chillicothe. We got the Kenworth that's, plant up there. Yeah, I know. That's where this match is taking place, and it's only a couple hours from me. Not going to be doing that. That's for sure. Do you want to come to? Uh, do you want to come to Toronto to go to uh, the official yes. A One Wrestling Return when it drops? Ooh, we have to go to that? Hamilton. And so, so Ego's going to drop that video on his YouTube today. Okay. 
Nice. So if A1's coming back, that might be the one thing and only thing to ever put me to go back to Hamilton. I like Hamilton. What I got are, a friend in Hamilton. Wrong with you. Don't know what. Why? Why? All right. It's not. It's not. But anyway, if you want to come back, we'll go to Hamilton. I we need go, to. We can go to Mississauga in December if you want to go see the last ever Impact Wrestling show. Mm, don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I know. It's Mississauga. I don't want to go either. I still get those sarcastic, well, if, if Fightful and Sean are happy, then we're happy messages. No, uh, <laughs> no run-ins, Sean. No run-ins. No run-ins. Oh, man. Anyway, Vegas is going to be great in January. <laughs> Support mm. me, please. <laughs> hey, David Zahadi released a new book. Hey, I like him. Oh, get on him. He actually, he promoted it on, uh, so, so Cody Diener, I'll put this over now. He has a podcast. It's really good. Uh, and Zahadi, <laughs> it's very good. He did. Zahadi did uh, an interview with Diener that was multiple uh, parts. Go check that out because the, the conversations are real fun. But yeah, Zahadi's book is uh, apparently quite good. Go watch it. Or God, go watch the interview. Listen, whatever. And go read the book. Read books. People you know, you know books. what else you should watch, Joel? AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS. Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, The Guns, Austin and Colton Gunn, and gets MJF and a partner, three partners of his choosing. Who will he choose? Maybe Sean Ross Sapp knows, but will he spoil it for everybody? Will he ruin the match for everyone by leaking it online and taking the fun out of wrestling? Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, if I do, it'll be over at FightfulSelect.com. I'll be promoting that exceptionally hard today because uh, still the first of the month, Tons of subscriptions fall off because it is the first of the month. Keep us above that 8,000 mark so Jimmy doesn't yell at me and uh, you know make me live in the house of horrors that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton fought in years ago. Isn't that house in like Ohio as well? And that's in Kansas. He offered to buy it for me as a bit one time if I lived in it for a year, which now I kind of wish that I just did. Yeah, the house was like $18,000 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was like 30-something. Was it 30? Uh, either way. Let's go ask Jimmy. They had fiber internet there, though. It would have been better for me at the time. Because it's Yeah, that's right. You would have had that Google fiber internet. Damn it. Yeah. Look at that. We ruined everything. See so you guys later. Take care, Sean. Bye-bye, Chris Jericho. Sean is off to watch AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TBS. Who will MJF choose as his three partners? Samoa Joe has offered his services. As long as he gets an AEW world title shot in return, Kenny Omega seemed very kind to MJF, but Kenny Omega is already wrestling earlier in the night. He's teaming with Chris Jericho of the Golden Jets. Could Kenny Omega pull double duty, much like MJF will do at AEW full gear when he defends the ROH tag team titles against the guns and then defends the AEW world title, which he is not in possession of against Jay White? Or will three other men step up? The Acclaimed have offered their services. Roderick Strong in the Kingdom have offered their services. MJF has no shortage of partners to potentially choose from. Tonight, when he takes on Bullet Club Gold, AW Dynamite Live on TBS, finally, I, Tony Khan, will have an important announcement for the great fans of AEW. AEW, AEW. This is a very important announcement that you will not want to miss live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, AEW Dynamite. Thank you to the great fans of AEW. Justified, this is awesome chant. So he has some uh, some some predictions. Uh, Mo, Larry, and Curly will team with MJF. Fair. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And uh, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. 
Could you imagine MJF teaming with the Chipmunks and just doing the Alvin? Okay. Be good. I would do that. Somewhere in my house was just like, what the hell was that? Yeah, that'd be good. Anyway, boxes. Oh yeah, I gotta open stuff. I got a big announcement. Important announcement from Jeremy Lambert of In the Weeds. Yes. Right now. I, I also have boxes to open, I guess. Are you? Are you gonna open boxes? I mean my box is open, but you know, I can still oh. show off. Look at this. this uh, I gotta make sure the shoot address is not so uh, Yeah, maybe maybe get a pen. Oh, this one's heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the second box was heavier. Oh, which one should I open first, Joel? Uh, open the heavier box because it's uh, it's easier to show off. We're just just okay. more. Yeah, All it's right. better to show off. So we got boxes to open here. I kind of know what's inside, but scissor, scissor me. Don't scissor with scissor. No, that's going to be on Saturday when they do sixty nine days. Lol. Yeah, sixty nine celebration. All right. Oh, so we got this giant box. This is from I know I'm gonna send I'm gonna send uh, uh Vinny the link. This is oh, from all right. Pal. Let's go. Vinny Pacifico. He and I had a nice chat last night. Did he? Did you? Yeah, we were going back and forth about some good stuff. Yeah, all right. Let's send him this. I'm letting him know that I'm opening these on air. Maybe I'm maybe he'll pop in here. He's probably gonna pump on, let's face it. Probably. On who I don't know. I mean, he's a. All right, he says he says he's gonna watch. Oh, he's a coward. He should tune in. He should join us. Watch this thing. Yeah, just watching is no fun. All right. Oh boy. Yeah, I know, right? Zero sugar. That's no fun. I want a bunch of sugar. Uh, don't worry. It makes up with the other stuff. Okay. Energy and focus. Yes. So we got some G fuel here, everybody. Look at this. Oh, look at Joel's got his G Fuel as well. I, I got the, the other ones next to me. I got to put some of these in the fridge. So it's it's three boxes here. I got to hide these from the children because they'll be yes. like, oh, yeah, I want these. But no. They will never sleep again. So we got, uh, so this is a, oh, I guess this is a four. Oh, like, hold on. Oh, there's Vinny. There you go. Hey, guys, how you doing? There's the man. Anywhere well. So we got uh, this we Roman Reigns looking dude on Divine Peach. That's a good here. one. It's a really oh, good yeah. one. I can't tell if that's uh, Roman Reigns or the lead singer. That's from, what I say. Uh, from Foo Fighters. Forget I call him Roman Reigns. Dave Grohl. You got, uh, what do we got? Here we go. This is the PewDiePie. That's a good one. It's a sour one. chug rug. What is, what is, what is the PewDiePie taste like? I'm pretty sure it's like black cherry. Oh, oh I'm a big that. fan of the cherry. Yeah, let's go. This is the, the, uh, that's Raging the, Gummy Fish, the official drink of Big Dick Bob Fish. There we go. Jeez. And then, then we got the uh, what's this? Blue Ice. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's that's the one that's like n- branded, non-branded. I like that one. Man, yeah, Blue Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna drink. Hold on. I didn't realize I got a Sheets exclusive. That's the best I, one. Yeah, the blueberry. That, so my favorite. The thing I like about that one is it's it is um. It's so close to blueberry cake. Because if you try blueberry flavors, most of them are like blueberry. Yeah. But that one tastes like the cake. Okay. So good. All right. I'm going to open this other box, and then I'm going to drink one of these. Let's see. Okay. I'm putting mine in the fridge. So, uh, All right. I already I already did my, my promotional spot yesterday. There you go. Okay. All right. Let's see here. I'm doing on air, like a real, like real man. I love it, bro. Yeah. All right. 
uh, paper. Kids will love that. They'll yeah. get a kick out of all the paper. The cat will love the paper the as well. The cat will play with it. Look at what is this thing? Oh, is this like a shaker? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The oh. shakers are there. Yeah, look at that. All right, all right. We got this this gimmick here. Oh boy, are these gummies? Some oh some powders, some formulas. Powders. Yeah, yeah the formulas. formulas. All right, all right. Couple, couple tubs. Oh, look at this! Some more, some hype sauce. Oh, Iron one. Savages. Yeah, Iron Savages one. might get might get mad at you. Got to sip the Savage sauce. <laughs> so I know what the other one is because I think it's the same one that Sean also got and that I got. This thing here. This, this oh yeah, no. What is that? You know, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I, I know what that is. <laughs> I'll let you. I didn't get any of that. Man, look at me. I should get the sponsorship, not you. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice one. That's the big one. What, what else? What else did you get, Joel? Am I missing something? There should be another uh, another tub in there. The clickbait. Oh, another what? There should be another tub in there. I mean, I got, got the the hype sauce and the yeah. uh, this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, the I love clickbait. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that Sean was putting over. Are these gummies? No, that's that's, that's powder. I don't know the flavor oh, of that more one. Powder. It's really good. Okay. All right, all right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do, do. Do they have G Fuel gummies, or can I, you know? No, request? they don't. All right. Well, now could, get on this. Put a request yeah. in. That's right. And yeah. uh, and and some stickers came too. Oh, the stickers are great. Yes, my I car's got, covered in them. My car is covered in stickers. Of course it is. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the PewDiePie because it's uh it's cherry and I like cherry. I like cherry right. flavored stuff. All right. I know what you think. All right. Oh, it smells. I can smell the cherry just off the click. Let's see. Down the hatch. Oh, it's definitely cherry. Oh, it's good. It's real good. Pretty good stuff, right? It's healthy too. It's that's what I like about G Fuel. The ingredients in it is pretty damn good. What if I add sugar to this, Vinny? Then you're kind of just. You're <laughs> <laughs> creating a different product. Than what was I have heard though, if you put it in ice, it's really good. Oh, and with Sprite, ice and Sprite. Okay. Okay. The thing is, I'm always afraid of emptying an energy drink into a cup that I can see what the drink looks like. Because like, it's like the open... <laughs> you know, clear. It, yeah, I saw that when I drank the Mega Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's clear. But like other drinks are like kind of a yellowy or green. And I'm like, ah, it's not appetizing. <laughs> but this is different. This comes out clear, so that's nice. I love it. Wait, we got one of those um, like slushy makers. You know, it's like a cup that you just pour the drink into and you freeze it. Whatever, it just it's a single serve slushy maker. Hell yeah, looks very to, sexual. You know, could make some G feel slushy. Do it and tag right. me, and I'll let you know. I'll, that's crazy. I'll share it. That's awesome. G feel slushy. I gotta try that. There we go. And gummies. We need G feel yeah. slushy. G feel gummies. I want my cut of all of this. I'll mention it. I get you a cut. There you go, Vinny. <laughs> thank you. His phone just died. Vinny's phone died. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You won't die is if you have a G feel. Uh, are, are they sponsoring Fightful? In a way, yes, but uh, not in the not in the traditional way. We do want to yeah. thank Vinny and of course uh, Eddie over at G Fuel. They they did hook us up. We had them on last week to talk about multitude of things but we did talk g fuel and they did offer us uh, a, a little thank you package so we did accept um i don't know does that make us uh chills now i guess no all right cool I well <laughs> doesn't matter you, you explained that look i'd be honest if i didn't like this stuff i i wouldn't drink it i wouldn't i'd say you know what this isn't for me for the most part, I like energy drinks and I like cherry stuff. I did go with a safe one of like, yeah, I'll probably like this. And it's good stuff. 
Yeah, I, I was telling Vinny uh, off the air a couple days ago, I'm not huge into energy drinks in general. Like they kind of they kind of scare me in a way because I remember getting um, the Red Bull girls used to come by when I worked uh, for a telco. They came by because I had a street side store. I wasn't working in a mall. I was working like anyway. So they came by one summer and they gave us like a ton of free Red Bull. And I didn't like I've never been an energy drink guy. So like I had one, I was buzzing throughout the entire day to the point where I was just uncomfortable. Uh, so I never really touched them again. And then yesterday I, I slept so shittily that I decided, Hey, let's, uh, let, let's take one of these things on the way to, to drop my kid off at daycare. So I had the blue slushy didn't taste like I was going to jump out of my skin. Didn't feel that way. So that was good. And yeah, I'm like, listen, once in a blue moon, I'll probably have another one of these. They basically just loaded me up with enough to last the next year, the rate that I take an energy drink. I'm going to need these for the AEW, um, you know, post-show press conference nights. Like yep. that's basically what I need these for is for AEW nights. Just be careful. So these are, they're zero calorie, which is great. 140 milligrams of caffeine per can. The average soda, I think is like 39 in a bottle. I drink the coffee I drink is like two times caffeine. Jesus Christ. So, 40 milligrams, 40, oh, 48 milligrams for 375 millimeters, milliliters. I'll tell you the, the coffee that I drink and let you know how much uh, caffeine, I guess, is in that. And I, I load that thing with sugar too. I probably like overdo it. Don't really care. Uh, it's probably yeah. bad for me. They had that um, good energy powder on NWA the other night. Factual. 100% factual. Prescribing myself G Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's like the ingredients? This, this is so like, I can't even find the ingredient list. Of your here. coffee? Yeah. Yeah, no, good luck. You're going to have to get the bag for that. We're not, we're, we're almost out of time. We're out of time. Out of the time. tape machines are rolling. <laughs> All right. I can't find it on the, the, on the Amazon, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's two times caffeine so i i drink a, a lot of caffeine to get me through the day you got to when you're covering professional wrestling everybody you got to right. kai asking if we're gonna go another hour no jeremy's gonna go back to work and i'm gonna go make lunch for myself and my wife that's how i was gonna go to sleep but now i probably won't sleep yeah now you just took a sip of something that's gonna keep you up for the next yeah. few hours we'll see how this does you know we'll see how this does we will do louis i'm not committing to this today so Don't i'm not there what a pod forever <laughs> we're gonna do a charity stream at one point um yeah it seems I inevitable i don't know when um i don't know how long it'll be episode 12 out episode 100 i feel like we're closing in on that we do three shows a week yeah, this is episode 86 hypothetically there you go so yeah i feel like we're closing in on that i don't know how long it'll be it'll be 12 hours minimum i think minimum would be 12 and if I'm really feeling up to it. We'll do 24. Uh, I don't know when it'll be. It'll have to be when the kids are in school, though, because if it's like summer and everything, I'm not going to be able to pull off 12 to 24 hours. But if they're in school, that at least gives me a reprieve during, you know, eight hours in the middle of the day while they're in school. So we'll do a charity stream uh, at some point, some point. It's inevitable. We just have to yeah. put it together. Yeah. Because that's that's an undertaking. It's not just us. We need friends. Jeremy and we, I don't have many friends. Uh, I feel like we got a few. They all want to fight me, Jeremy. Yeah, they're great. Son of a bitch. 
I'm going to see them. People all. randomly show up on this show when we don't invite them. So I feel like if we actually invited people, like it would probably do okay. Yeah, I saw that you had Andrew Zarian uh, doing an interview on the spotlight. <laughs> Good. He's never on this show. Good stuff. That's, He's never that's on amazing. This show. Very, very. I'm very, um, I'm very happy for you. It's very. Yeah, good. we we never speak with Andrew Zarian. Yeah, I know you've been trying to do that forever. So it's, it's, good it's literally been like a month. We've tried to get him on. Yeah. Anyway, he'll be on the spotlight this Thursday. Uh, anything else you want to plug, Jeremy? Oh, uh, watch my interview with Titus O'Neil that dropped yesterday. Uh, very go. Thank you. Uh, Joel did a lot of behind the scenes work on it to make it look better than it originally was because it originally had no audio. So <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to watch it at all. Um, yeah, but, but I appreciate Joel for really helping out on that interview and getting it all fixed up because uh, I screwed up some settings and it was not that good. Um, yeah. So go watch the interview with Titus. He was really fun. A lot of fun to talk to. He's a pro at this kind of stuff. I did ask about the, the weird segments last year on raw when he came out and he gave the message to the WWE universe and it was in the middle of the Vince allegations. I asked about that. No one can tell me that I'm not a professional or that I don't ask the hard questions. Okay. Um, so yes, I did ask about that. Everything's fine. I asked some other stuff as well, but he was a lot of fun. So go, go watch that interview, please. Go check it out. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, that, that promo from, from July, 2022, we're not political. And it's like, oh boy, here we go. Vinny just DM me being like, my phone died. And I'm like, oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, he put it in the chat. So yeah. Uh, he rules. Anyway, thanks again to everyone who joined us today. Uh, good show. We had a lot to talk about. I know that there's I know that there's some discourse in the chat about how we discuss certain programming and you know, um maybe some feel like we're a little harder on AEW than we are WWE, or that we should you know balance we're we're just talking we we really are and at the end of the day uh i i i do appreciate the banter in the chat and we do take your criticism your concerns your conversations very seriously um but i just want to say like we we talk about it from our point of view and we talk about these these stories from what interests us if it does if it's not for you and it doesn't interest you that's cool but uh just know that we we still love having y'all here so we're here. We're here for you. Like you are for us. Okay. I think so. most people get it. And the people who are commenting on the chat are typically regulars. So yeah. they seem to, for some reason, like us, um, you know, it, when that's why I'm putting it out there is because I know most of these people are our regulars and I just want them to know that like we see it and we appreciate that we get feedback from y'all. Cause it doesn't mean we're shying away from you. It means that we're taking it. We are taking it seriously. We do take this stuff into consideration. We want you to know that we we read the chat and like, we, we really do appreciate our regulars. When Tony starts paying me more then I will be nicer to AEW right now, the WWE checks are clearing. And so we're, we're praising them a little bit more. NWA they're de- those, the, the, the cocaine's definitely good. So those are definitely clearing. And NWA come back, baby. We need first run programming so I can, I can get my NWA on. It was uh it's gonna be a good a good day when Billy joins the show. We ask him about shooting cocaine and working cocaine. Oh um yeah, I'm a hundred percent. Yeah, till um, then. We've made up about. we've made up plenty of time for the last few uh, episodes. So I will say I am at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. Leave a thumbs up on your way out and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. We're dropping content every day, so just go watch it, okay, ladies and gentlemen, friends behind the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.